Two. No. Podcast. With. Chad Ferguson. Hey everybody, this is Chad with I Want to Know, and I'm here today with my new friend, Lei Yang, also known as Ladybug and Reptile. No? <laughs> you already got it wrong, it's Ladybug Reptiles. Ladybug Reptiles, yeah. there you go. We're good now. Um... Uh, we don't do much editing, so we're totally cool with being wrong. I'm <laughs> okay, wrong a cool. lot. Perfect. <laughs> so I uh, I put it out a little while ago. I wanted to know more about entomology and bugs, and you got uh, referred to me from uh, Schoolhouse Pets. Yes. Uh, Brad and Jasmine, who I've known for quite a few they years. They are wonderful, wonderful people. They're very cool people. Yeah. I did construction with uh, Brad for a long time, and then uh, we kind of separated ways. And uh, he uh, he still was stayed in construction for a little while, but then they started Schoolhouse Pets out in uh, right. Okotoks there. Yes. little shout-out to Schoolhouse Pets, which they've moved now. Uh, they have. They've moved into their new uh, new shop, and I haven't had the chance to check it out yet, but I've uh, definitely... I'll have to go by and see Absolutely. them and say hi. Yeah. Hi, Jasmine. <laughs> Thank you for the recommendation. <laughs> yeah. yeah, thanks, Jasmine. Um, so, yeah, you you uh, are you an actual entomologist? I'm not an actual entomologist, but I do have friends that are actual entomologists. So awesome. this is like the second best thing. <laughs> <laughs> I think it'll be better than a real scientist. Sometimes real know. scientists can be... Um, uh, what's the right word? Uh, boring. Oh, no, no. <laughs> Science is awesome. I mean, every Some time scientists. I remember something scientific, something important important gets pushed out of my brain. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, I'll feed you Latin names all day, but hell, I forgot how to breathe. So, right. so what got you excited about bugs and reptiles? Bugs and reptiles. So, uh, we'll start with reptiles. That started, started as a, a passion when I was a kid, and uh, having grown up in... A very misogynistic household, unfortunately. I wasn't allowed to pursue the things that I wanted to do, which was creepy crawly things. Okay. Um, and, uh, which not a lot of girls want to pursue. Not necessarily, but I mean, I, I think the most important thing uh, is is also encouraging uh, other you know, young girls or women to For follow sure. things like this as well. But grew up in a sort of misogynistic household, and, uh, and because of how stubborn I am, I thought, well, you know, this would be a great opportunity to A, uh, rebel, and B, you know, uh, do something that is just seriously fascinating and amazing to me. And um, so I uh, you know, spent some time. I've been out on my own since I was 13, uh, oh, so that's, wow. that's a bit of a... And you, you were born and raised in Pennsylvania, did I read? No, no. I was uh, I was born in Laramie, Wyoming. Laramie, Wyoming. Yeah, middle okay. of nowhere. Yeah. Uh, they also have a stampede. Apparently, it's yes. second best to Calgary's, but <laughs> I would, you know, I would wager to say that it's not. Yeah. Um, and raised in Calgary, so... Okay, cool. Yeah, mountains to mountains. Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, Laramie is, um, they're named after something specific, is it... I don't know what <laughs> I don't know what it is, but you can't know. say it without sounding <laughs> like a cowboy. <laughs> Laramie. <laughs> Laramie. Where you come from? I'm yeah. from Laramie, Wyoming. <laughs> y'all. So you you left home when you were thirteen? Uh no, no. It was not uh it was non consensual. Okay. <laughs> we'll put it that way. Um but you know, that was one of those things that sort of pushed me into the world and, you know, uh sort of taught me how to travel and you know deal with people and work with people and ultimately uh start you know a, a small uh organization and uh and go from there and that sort of blossomed into uh what is now you know both a hobby um partially a job and you know 
something that people enjoy and I enjoy. So yeah, yeah, yeah that made no sense. I'm trying. I'm trying so hard right now. <laughs> it's all good. You'll relax. Have a sip of wine. Everything will get better. The whole glass. <laughs> we got a whole bottle here. If uh, if we get stuck, we can uh, definitely make it uh, more relaxing. Great. Everybody, get on this podcast to drink. There you go. Everyone load up. <laughs> Perfect. So you came out of uh, Wyoming yep. uh, at 13? Uh, no, came out of Calgary at 13. So I was just born oh, in Wyoming. Yeah, oh, okay. I was there long enough to snag the citizenship. So I'm a dual citizen. Very cool. Um, do I, have I lived back in the States? No, I haven't. So Okay, you just kept the the, uh, the dual citizenship. Yeah, you bet. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I just love paying taxes. So. <laughs> do you have to pay an American tax? I do. I do. Uh, you have to report all of your foreign banking accounts. You have to report... You have to report all your earnings, obviously, and yeah, um, yeah the IRS. There. Uh, do you get any earnings out of the states? No. Oh, <laughs> so what do you pay them just um, to keep the citizenship? Yeah, and to revoke the citizenship, I think is like it's over. I think thirty five hundred U.S. dollars to revoke it. How much do you pay your every year down to to, to the U.S.? Uh, a lot. Really enough. Damn. Yeah, I know. That doesn't seem worth it. No, it's not. But at the same time, you know, you never know. And that's something that, you know, I always carried with me as well is keep as many doors open as you can. For sure. Um, You know, especially being out at such a young age. So... Uh, yeah, uh, I keep that open. I've got some. Uh, I've got some counterparts that also work for urban art conservation in the states, and that's out of Pennsylvania. So that might have been. That's where I. You betcha. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I did a little bit of research. Well, there you are. I'd rather learn most of it on here uh, um, instead of reading up on people. Oh, but you need framework, right? I need something. There something. You go. Yeah. So you uh, you're up here in Calgary, interested in bugs and reptiles. Yeah. Where did you go? Where'd you learn? Uh, I'm self-taught, honestly. I'm self-taught. A huge introvert (laughs) most days. Introverted extrovert will say, uh, you know, sit down and I research. I research things, uh, research animals all day and... uh, and that's that's about it. Just just Google. Um, not necessarily Google's papers, uh, theses, uh, encyclopedias, everything. So right down to the paper as well. So cool. Yeah. I have a, a friend from uh, church. She went to university in Owls, I believe. Okay. And there's an entomologist there, and so she did a year of entomology um, because she's a a tree pruner biologist type person. And so she had to learn about the bugs and stuff like that. And she still has her year end whatever, where all the bugs, they had to collect a hundred bugs from around yeah. Alberta and then say what they are, and what family they're in and all that kind of Put stuff. Put me in there. So, Put me right in there. Yeah. Well, I wish I had, I, I was sort of hoping, I'm a little bit afraid of bugs. So I was sort of hoping you were going to bring some and then really hoping well, you, you weren't. you should have told me. I know. I was just leaving it up and I'd I, have to I suck it up. I could have just brought the largest tarantula I own. <laughs> Everything behind glass is beautiful. And that's the thing for me as well. So to be completely honest with you, I was absolutely focused. Mm -hmm. um, down to the bone of anything with more than four legs for years and years and years. Makes sense. And uh, I don't know what it was. I think, honestly, it was uh, just a fear of the unknown, for lack of a better term. And uh, uh, once I got down to handling them and really seeing what they were and photographing them, you know, macro style and being able to see all of these details that you wouldn't see on such a small little you know, uh, organism normally. And that's sort of what sparked, um, the passion for bugs as well. So now I've got, uh, enough, I've got enough bugs. <laughs> How many do you have in your collection? Um, so I've got about 72 different species of bugs between arachnids, um, other invertebrates, yeah. <clears throat> centipedes, um, isopods, which are a, a crustacean. I call them land shrimp. Yeah. Um, they are one of the very few organisms, uh, that are classified as bugs to have made it from the ocean, to land, 
with gills. Yeah, yeah. I know that's nuts and bolts to you, but uh, here we are. So, um, well, everything in the ocean looks well. Not everything. Most of the thing that crawls on the bottom in the ocean just looks like a water bug. Like Absolutely. That's that's what they are. They Absolutely. Have, they have to have evolved from that for sure. After the uh, last asteroid hit planet Earth and cooked everything, the only thing that survived was underwater and under yeah. the ground. Yeah. And so everything evolved out of that, right? Yeah. And and it's hard to it's hard to sort of imagine the biodiversity that there once was prior to asteroid, uh, said asteroid, because the odds of something being fossilized are very, very low. You know, you think about all of the, you know, the roadkill that we have or, you know, just random random things that end up on the ground and how quickly they biodegrade. And right. uh, so you know, there, there brings in, enters the thought of, you know, how amazing and uh, beautiful everything used to be. And I, I don't think that's something that people can fully grasp or understand because we're no. only seeing a small sliver of it, right? right. So, Yeah, of the fossils, they're, uh, I can't remember the number now, but it's such a low number of uh, bugs and plants and, and dinosaurs and lizards that um, have been fossilized, totally. right? Like I think under 50,000 worldwide. Uh, that might Eric might want to Google that and see if I'm uh, talking out of my butt or not. How many fossils in the world? Let's see. Or how many identified species? Maybe. Maybe I don't know. Let's see. Let's see the fossils. Use your Google foo, Eric. I believe in you. Yeah. He types faster than I do. Look at him go. <laughs> <laughs> Mavis <laughs> Beacon would be proud. Don't stop to flex your eyebrows at me. What does this say? Two hundred fifty thousand have been identified. In the fossil record, and will a hundred thousand species? Oh, I can't read that far. I need better eyes. Um, Just let me oh, let me reach in my back pocket here. <laughs> Taking the face value. Oh, there you go. So I was wrong. Two hundred fifty thousand have been identified. That's a that's a lot. You were right. You were just off by two hundred thousand. Yeah, yeah, I guess in the the scheme of things, there was probably <laughs> billions more over time, right? Exactly. That doesn't even have the the monkeys that turned into men. Is that what happened? Silent. I don't know. Is that what happened? I didn't know if it was sacrilege or a joke or. <laughs> you know what? I I honestly believe like so. If you look at the Bible and they talk about the beginning of time, and most Christians will say like that's right. the beginning. Uh, it says the beginning of an era, and so it doesn't mean there was nothing before that. Exactly. And what we know before that, there wasn't. You know, what have we been writing for two thousand years? Yeah. That's as long as we've been like communicating on paper or walls or whatever. So yeah. it's pretty tough to say there wasn't something before when the fossils were there. Yeah, back to the Renaissance, they're just scratching shit into the drywall <laughs> like, hey man, <laughs> they just sanded this, let's and go. They just rock chips them in the, in the <laughs> cave is all they're like <laughs> scratching in there. Yeah. That's how I still communicate, by <laughs> yeah. the way. Just chiseling rock. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, like Carrier pigeon. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. nice. Yeah. The, uh, so you got 75 species at your place. Give where, or take, yeah. Where'd you collect them from? Um, so these are mostly captive bred within North America. So, um, you know, people that have been working with the species for a long time, producing captive bred populations, uh, and, and that's, that's where most of them are from. Are they alive? Or yes. They, oh, okay. Absolutely, yeah. I had the vision that they were like pegged to a board. Oh, pinning. Yeah, pinning is really neat. Um, it's something that I do like to do when I find just random things on the ground. Uh, but uh, as far as the stuff I have, it is very much alive. There's an artist in Red Deer. Yes. That, do you know who I'm talking about? I might. So he does all the like home and garden shows and he makes art out yep. of the uh, pinning 
critters. I have totally seen. Yeah. Him. yeah. Big guy. He's got the, the funny ponytail on the back of his head. He might be of East Indian descent. I don't know if Middle I've seen Eastern, the maybe. Maybe. Okay. I'll Last have to time check I saw though. him, he had a shaved head except for like one golf ball sized piece of hair in the back. Right. Uh, that had a ponytail coming out of it. Super cool guy. Okay. Really weird haircut. I don't know what to say to that. <laughs> he's not here right now and he's probably not listening. So I think we're pretty safe. Yeah. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> no, but I, uh, his art, that's all it's about is collecting. And so he has a large live collection. Collection, yep. And then as they shed their, I want to say exoskeletons, yep. I know nothing. You nailed it. You okay. nailed it. Then uh, he takes those and he preserves them and pins them and then uh, puts them behind glass. And yes. They're, they're absolutely gorgeous. They, they are just stunning. And, and one of the fun ones, and I hope he does these, is cicadas. Cicadas are absolutely fascinating. I'm trying to remember if he does. I wish, he's on my Instagram. Uh, don't bother looking it up. It's okay. <laughs> uh, actually, you can on my phone. I thought you were going to do it on the computer. Um, yeah, he's he's super cool. And I can't remember. He had like these huge spiders, like dinner plate size spiders. I think it was a huntsman, mm-hmm. um, which I got to see live when I was in Australia. That'll uh, make you pucker up if you're afraid of spiders. Yeah. It's a big spider. It is very, very. And they're, and they're fast. Um, there are so many amazing arachnids that you know i want to be able to get my hands on and work with uh but some of them are just (laughs) (laughs) you know that's where i draw the line they're too fast they're too dangerous um you know there's the huntsman's not very dangerous no not at all not at all it's pretty uh well harmless it doesn't doesn't bite it doesn't have any poison it's just really big and scary yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) i'll tell you the story when i first saw it so I had done a Kentucky tour in Australia What's before. A I'm, uh, it's just an organization that run these great okay. tours for under 35s. So okay. I, I was under 35 when I did it. Oh, oh no. <laughs> yeah. uh, so it was a while ago. But uh, anyways, you get 50 or 60 people. Was that during the First people. World War or the Second World War? <laughs> a little after that. <laughs> just kidding. It was, uh, well, yeah, it was only... I won't go there. I can't nope. do math right now. No. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we get 50 or 60 people on a bus and they just tour you all over. So they're all over uh, Europe and Asia and uh, Australia. They have this company, Kentucky, that run these tours. Mm-hmm. So anyways, I took the Australian one and they ran us right from Cape Tribulation in northern um, Australia all the way down to Sydney over 30 days. So it's phenomenal. You get to see everything. But we got to Cape Tribulation and we were staying in the rainforest um, and there was like a little pub, restaurant, bar area and we, uh, I went in there, had a couple of drinks with some guys that I met. I went to go to the washroom and standing at the urinal and that's not the way I hold it by the way, it's on camera. <laughs> I'm standing at the urinal. At the and, urinal! Uh, yeah, and uh, I'm doing what I do and then I just looked up and there is this dinner plate size spider in front of me. Yeah, so he's hanging out. He's midstream. I shut down. I back out of the bathroom <laughs> oh, like no. you're supposed to do with a dangerous critter. And I go up to the bartender and I tell him like, there's this massive MF spider inside there. Right. And he's like, oh, don't worry about it. It's just a huntsman. I'm like, that thing's big enough to rape a cat. It is huge. <laughs> Less yowling. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> so, anyways, that's when I found out that they're not very dangerous at all. And right. I was like, they're fine. And the next time I went to the bathroom, it wasn't there. So, 
Not that I. Uh, That's because it came home with you. Probably, yeah. yeah it's strapped to my back, it's snuck in my suitcase. Yeah, yeah. You got to see lots of cool stuff in Australia. They got some amazing critters over Absolutely. there. Absolutely, just unlike anything you'll see on in, in the rest of the, on the rest of the planet for sure. And uh, Australia is, is somewhere um, you know I've always wanted to go. Uh, and unfortunately, the next trip will be to say goodbye to the Great Barrier Reef. Uh, it yeah, is. It's almost yeah. at the end of its life, right? It sure is, and and I mean. It's funny when you say end of its life because it's, you know, it's a cut, cut short, cut yeah. short for sure. But uh, here we are. <laughs> yeah. I got to see the Great Barrier Reef when I was there. And it was amazing? Well, sort of. So <gasps> um, it was amazing. I just didn't get to see very much of it. Oh, no. So when I was about 20, I had uh, collapsed lung three times. And so there's scars all over my side from them reinflating the lung or draining the air, whatever they do. And so I signed up to do a scuba dive on uh, the Great Barrier Reef. We took the big pontoon boat out there and um, I go to take my shirt off to put on my scuba gear and the instructor saw my chest and he's like, you've had a collapsed lung? I'm like, yeah, but it's like 10 years ago and I've been scuba diving since. He's like, sorry, can't take you. And so I was out in the middle of the Barrier Reef with a snorkel on the top of the water. Hey, you know, if you got good vision, which you don't, that would have been (laughs) nice. Which I don't. Uh, didn't help. I was loaded when I was out there. We were doing lots of drinking. Oh, good. So, yeah. yeah. So you're doubly great at seeing, and right? There, there was a, a reef shark out there, which um, that uh, I got a quick view of it. And then I'm like, I'm not into this anymore. I'm getting out of the boat. It's kind of <laughs> like the Huntsman thing. I didn't know anything about reef right. sharks. They're pretty harmless from what I understand. Yes. But I got to see some of the coral out there. I got to see a clownfish and... Um, Shoot, I wish I could remember the name of the other one. It's this large fish, probably like, it's like a big circle and it's bright blue and it's got these like massive like Kardashian lips coming off of it. Um, Oh boy. I can't think of the name of it right now. Man, I should have looked through my book. I didn't know we were going to be talking about Australia. I can think of a couple Pokemon right off the top of my head, but unfortunately, (laughs) (laughs) this one rings no bells. Yeah. Know, you said Kim screaming. Kardashian, and my brain just shut down. Yeah, it did. <laughs> that's that's my worst fear. Butt and lips. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I walk into a urinal and I see Kim Kardashian you're, right out of there. You're walking. Absolutely. Out of there. <laughs> gonna go talk to the bartender. He's gonna tell me she's harmless, and I'm gonna tell him he's lying. That's true. That's probably <laughs> she is pretty. <laughs> Joe Rogan does a great bit about the Kardashians. Oh boy, have you seen? His I have bit? not. You gotta. I'm not gonna go through it because I'm not gonna do it justice. But it is phenomenal. <laughs> It's so funny. He thinks that the Kardashian women turn men into women. He's worried about Kanye. (laughs) There's not a lot of evidence that they don't. Right. (laughs) Given enough time, right? How long did it take them to turn Bruce over? I don't know if it was them. I think it was just Bruce himself. Might have been. According to Joe, he thinks it was the women. I don't know. (laughs) I think it was just Bruce himself. Or maybe it was just a joke. Oh, you know, it's 2019. You can use whatever bathroom you want, right? True enough. you bet. We only have one. Well, I'm left left with no choice. That's it. You just got the one to use. Um, So what what, what do you have in your collection? What are some of the the bugs that are crawling around your home? Crawling around my home. So they're all in glass. All in glass enclosures. (laughs) Yeah. And it's funny because I'll go on dates and people are like, man, do you have like tarantulas under your pillow totally uh, absolutely yeah just I, I just let their hand you know their little their little fangs hold my hand at you're night. dating some goons no <laughs> that's that's for damn sure um so i've got a couple uh really neat ones i guess for starters i've got one that's called postalotheria metallica eric you want me to spell that for you sure. mm. 
because this one is just an amazing, an amazing animal. Um, they are quite threatened uh, by the pet trade, so okay. you know it's it's very important to be able to get these captive bred populations going. And that's uh, okay. So that's P O E C I L O T H E R I A Metallica, like the band. There it is. Two down. Do images. Ooh. And there we are. I, I'm not, I, I can't remember the common name off the top of my head. I believe it's Goody Sapphire uh, Baboon it's something. A, so no one can see what we're doing here, but it's a it's, uh, cool spider. It's got like um, six long legs and two it's short legs. <laughs> I, thought gonna say, like. I thought you were going to leave it at six legs and I'm like, wrong. <laughs> You're fake if news. It, <laughs> if it's a spider, it's going to have the extra legs. Um, it's got like bright blue fur on it with some like yellow strokes and a little bit of beige strokes. It's, yeah. It's, it's quite bright. How e- big is this? Electric blue. Uh, they do get about, um, I'm going to say, I'm going to say about the size of my hand. Wow. That's a big spider. Yeah. They've got a, l- a little bit of a longer leg span. Other uh, legs are quite long, okay. um, with this particular species and, uh, they can run. I believe it, I read it was up to 12 miles per hour. Ooh. So they're fast. And, and a lot of people that keep the species have argued that they absolutely teleport. Like you blink and they're gone. Yeah, so, yeah. um, well, you something know, that tiny moves that fast. That's what it looks like. Absolutely. Uh, but something that big that moves that fast, that's also what it looks like. Right. So <laughs> that's, that's when you got to get your holy shit pants on and um so yeah so there's those guys um there's some scorpions so heterometris spinifer which is a asian forest scorpion and you want me to spell that for you bud e uh, h-e-t-e-r-o-m-e-t-r-u-s spinifer spit s-p-i-n he's way behind oh h-e-t-e-r-o uh, M-E-T-R-U-S. So hetero, like heterosexual. Oh, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> I can't see that either, so. <laughs> We're getting bigger screens. I'm done with that. We're also going to get a separate computer. Just bring your, bring your guests' glasses. There you go. When they're not responsible enough to I do it I cheaped out. There you go. Found it. There we go. Ooh, so really this. new species. This one is like a like a shiny black, and it's fairly big too. It's like the, almost the size of the hand. Absolutely, yeah. They're just a huge, gorgeous species um, of scorpion, and uh, obviously from the forests of Asia. Yeah, uh, I think specifically Malaysia. Um, they're found very commonly. Uh, I could be definitely wrong on that, though. Wow, it's beautiful. Totally, it's beautiful when it's behind glass or on a screen. Absolutely. You know what? I don't even have I don't have the guts to handle any of these myself either. Is this poisonous? This one? Uh, no. There's lots of scorpions. I, I think that actually. Aren't, right? Oh my god! So this is actually one of the ones that I'm a bit new. Okay. To keeping, um, because like I mentioned, I was rather phobic before, and mm-hmm. uh, I finally got the chance. Are to... you looking for your purse? I am looking for my cell phone. Yeah, it's on the ground. Oh, you're the best. There we go. I got you pinned in with a mic there, and you can't do anything. Yeah, you bet. I'm also going to take this jacket off if that's cool. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We'll slide your mic out of the way, and I'll keep talking while you uh, get ready. Like yeah, it's warm inside here. Um, um, i trying to remember where I was. I think it was at the Poisonous. Calgary Zoo. They got a fairly large collection of bugs, or they used to have a fairly large collection of bugs there as well. And uh, I loved uh, I loved the zoo for one, period. Just everything there is very, very cool to me um, because it's behind glass. So interestingly <laughs> enough, um, even though I've got all of these, you know, crazy things going on in my house and all of these animals as well, 
I've never actually been to the Calgary Zoo. Really? I know, and, and it's not it's not for it's not for lack of caring. It's not you know it's not boycotting the zoo or anything silly like that. It's sort of I, I compare it to my Forrest Gump okay. thing. I've never <laughs> seen Forrest Gump in full, and I thought to myself, okay, what if I go the rest of my life having been that person who's never seen Forrest Gump in full? Yeah. Wouldn't that be funny if I'd never <laughs> been to a zoo? Um, and now it's sort of just devolved into an inconvenience because people want to go to the zoo. And I'm like, guys, like I've lost every roll at the rim in my entire life. I can't let the streak die, you know? <laughs> so I, uh, my family disliked the zoo tremendously and I love it. I literally could sit there for hours and just stare at each animal. Do you like the zoo, Eric? Yeah, see? He's not excited about really? the zoo. Even I'd... when he was little, I'd be like, let's go see the monkeys. And he's like, all right, if I have he's to. He's like, I'm smarter than a monkey. He is smarter <laughs> than a monkey. His dad's just barely past Neanderthal, though. <laughs> he's uh, laughing at me out of the mic. Yeah, so I. You can I, laugh into the mic if you want. <laughs> um, yeah, I absolutely love nature and bugs and reptiles if they're behind glass. The uh, the snakes that they have. Damn it, I should have brought something then. I feel sort I of know. bad now. Next time you can bring a collection. Done deal. And uh, just the ones that aren't poisonous. I was going to bring a bird, to be honest with you. But... I actually got a bit of a fear of a bird, too. Okay, There's all right. There's a video that Good went to know. out there. Uh, it's okay. I need to overcome these fears. So it's uh, if you brought one, I would suck it up and, and be good. Try not to scream like a six-year-old girl at a horror movie. Oh, no, the bird will scream like a six-year-old girl, what so you can just scream it? with it. Um, so I've got uh, two cockatoos and an eclectus parrot. What's an eclectus parrot? An eclectus parrot. Do you want to search that there, Eric, real quick? Uh, E-C-L-E-C-T-U-S. L-E-C-T-U-S. There it is. Just missed it. E-C-L-E-C-T-U-S. There you go. Nailed it. Ooh. Yeah, so these guys are from the Solomon Islands. Uh, really, really neat species. Um, the Where's the Solomon, Ol- Solomon Islands? Oh, Solomon Islands. Well, let me just pull up my Google Maps here because if there's one thing I am, it's also directionally challenged. <laughs> Yeah, they're beautiful. The ones we're looking at are bright green, and they have uh, a little bit of red on them. And there's another one that's like red, blue, and like burgundy almost. Yeah, and so just bright and smooth looking. So their their feathers are rather different. They've got um, uh, they've got hair like feathers. It looks more like hair than it actually does like a full. If you look at a magpie or you look at a crow, the full feathers. So if you notice on their head, that's why it looks so smooth. So the Solomon okay. Islands is. Uh, I'm going to ask all the hard questions. Good, good. I can I can read what I'm looking at on Wikipedia in a David Attenborough voice, if you like. Sure. Okay. <laughs> Here in the Solomon Islands, a nation of hundreds of islands in the South Pacific has many World War II era sites, Guadalcanal that province. Was that that awesome. was good. That I know. Was really good. This tells me nowhere about where it actually is, so let me pull up mm. <laughs> a map here. <laughs> Yikes! Um, how long will it take me to drive there? Very long time. It is right by the Solomon Sea near Papua New Guinea. Oh, so Brisbane, Australia. Off the coast of Australia. Off the yeah. coast of Australia. 
I was uh, visited, uh, it's the largest sandbar island uh, off the coast, I uh, can't remember the name of it right now, um, when I was in Australia, mm-hmm. and there was a resort on there, and I don't know what lizard it was, but it was about six, well, two things, so it's like an old most motel style uh, resort, so there's... Uh, all the doors are on the outside. Do they have bed bugs too to uh, stay with them? Old motel. They food? had all kinds of crazy oh, stuff good. there. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, anyways, it has the the row of units on the bottom, the doors outside, and a little sidewalk on the second floor mm-hmm. outside. And I was staying on the upper floor. I walked out, and uh, this was at like uh, sunset. The bat dropped out of a tree. Uh, with about a six foot wingspan, and it sounded like gunshots going off with every flap of his wings. It was like whap, whap, and this thing, like, I nearly pooped my pants. And so I went back in my room right away <laughs> to try to gather myself up and make sure I hadn't pooped clean, my clean pants. Clean your pants, yeah. <laughs> and have a beer, and I got, oh, okay, now I'm nice and calm. I can go out and meet the crew for, for dinner. Yeah. And I get on the sidewalk, no bats, we're good. And I walk down the stairs, and like this six foot lizard comes scurrying out from underneath the stairs and under Was everything you pants. saw in Australia six feet? precisely um yeah i would say yeah yeah spider <laughs> six feet there was a six foot monkey there there was uh, the strangler tree that was yeah. more than six feet actually oh I my think. goodness yeah, it was really really oh, big. the children too <laughs> jeez we had uh ant ass uh tea so there was a an ant there that if you bite its butt it tastes like citrus and they would make tea out of these ants uh Probably not very humane. I'm so appetized right now. <laughs> the tour manager kept grabbing him and like, he just bite the butt right. off the ant and he says right. it was like candy. Okay. Yeah. Like very interesting. Okay. I never, you know, it was crazy. I ate crocodile when you I know, was there too. I went to school with a girl that used to eat the wood off her desk and ants off <laughs> the ground and she became a quantum physicist or something silly like that. So yeah. um, they might be onto something. That's very smart. Yeah. You can't be a quantum physicist. Without eating ants, obviously. She's obviously <laughs> not a nose picker or a glue eater. Just no, she just ate the wood off her desk. Wood. Yeah, right, for sure. We'll give her a pass. So what did you go to school for? Uh, I So I originally trained to be a paramedic. Oh, cool. Yeah, so um, went absolutely sideways from that. Uh, dropped out of the program to work a nine-to-five um, in an IT firm. And, and uh, once that was over... Um, which was, God, it took way too long for that to be over. Um, that's when I started pursuing my business full time. Cool. So, yeah. I won't say the company for legal reasons, but I would love to (laughs) throw them under the bus any other day. Yeah. I know IT companies have some trouble. So let's, let's talk about your business. What is your, what are you in the business of doing? Um, so I, I think my main focal point is to just make sure that people are taking, you know, try to educate people about better, uh, better husbandry for their exotic animals. Um, you know, enrichment, very important, uh, just because, you know, a lot of people, you know, you go to a store, you see a crested gecko, you see a bearded dragon and, you know, a lot of them end up in, you know, 10 gallon tanks with maybe a little heat thing on some carpet with, you know, maybe a dish of mealworms or something once a week. And uh, that is just not the way it's supposed to be. And I want to be able to be a voice and say, hey, you know, here are amazing fun ways that you can naturalize the enclosure, um, you know, provide enrichment for these animals that, you know, typically have for bearded dragons all of Australia to run over. Um, Mm -hmm. Maybe not the entire thing. That's they're not native to all of Australia. Just thought I'd mention <laughs> that one little quick. part. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I can't be. I can't be incorrect. <laughs> there are people watching. Um, We're incorrect a lot on here, so there's no judgment. Oh God. Yeah. 
oh god <laughs> so much perfectionism <laughs> Um, but where was I? Uh, so just making sure that people, uh, are teaching them about better, better care for their animals. And, you know, we all want to do right by our cats and our dogs and our fuzzy pets, but we also want to make sure that our, you know, our not so fuzzy pets do, do great as well. So, um, you know, I sell a lot of plants. I sell, uh, I sell some bugs. Um, I also do a couple of nutritional products as well, uh, just to further that, uh, area of, you know, husbandry betterment. So, so to say. what are the right bugs to feed your iguana or your bearded dragon? Um, so the right bugs is, there's no actually real answer to that. The right bugs is a variety of bugs is, okay. is what I always say. So, you know, a lot of people go the extra, okay, some people, very, okay, very little people go the extra mile, but when you do, it makes a world of difference. So, you know, um, if you have a bearded dragon or something, I want to see, you know, kids that are out there, you know, maybe taking on cool bug breeding projects to feed their bearded mm. dragons, right? And uh, really kind of immersing themselves in that world and understanding how environments work and understanding, you know, how we can make things better for the animal and ultimately, um, you know, inspiring them to perhaps do something for conservation, which is, you know, I think at this current time in, in the you know the state of the planet is is absolutely so important to the upcoming generation and uh you know to our generation as well so yeah uh yeah so what like if you like bearded dragons from understand are not very big probably like the size of your palm maybe. no no they get much bigger than that with tail though so you know if i think the largest bearded dragon i ever saw was at pisces um pisces in calgary and uh i think she had like a foot from snout to vent and what's, then what's the vent? Uh, so the vent is their lizard parts. Oh, like their bum. Their junk cloaca. Does cloaca ring a bell for you? Nope. Uh, <laughs> do you want to Google cloaca there, Eric? <laughs> this is about to get C L O A C A. Oh, you already knew. Fine. Cloaca. There you go. Look at that. He is way smarter. I'm so glad this isn't on the screen. You might want to go straight to the search and not the images. Yeah, that looked like a vagina. <laughs> Cloaca Latin it is, it, or yeah. sewer. Oh, it's the sewer. Yeah, it's, it's butthole. Uh, yeah, butthole, vagina, whatever. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Are they the same thing on lizards? Um uh, no, there's different there's different pathways that things okay. go through. Um actually for most lizards, they combine. Um, so same with birds. You know, if you ever see a bird poop, it's dark with a little bit of white around it, right? So yeah. that white is what's called a urate. I'm so glad we descended into poop conversations <laughs> so fast. I was hoping this for like hour two, maybe. <laughs> um, so the white part is uh, urate, which also contains urine. Um, and then the black part is poop. So I guess it is all the same. Okay. Um, but they do have sexy parts that are different. So okay. those are separate. Yeah. It's not just bunghole to bunghole. Lizards don't have sex. They do. Really? They absolutely do. I thought they fertilized an egg no, on the outside. No. Oh. No, they, they have, the males have typically uh, what's called hemipenes. Uh, hemi meaning two, penes meaning penis. Um, <laughs> they have two penises? Yes. Yes, there's one for each side. And the reason for hey, that is because... Did you know that? Now no? you do. The more you know. Okay. This is the I want to know podcast, <laughs> right? right. That I'm super was, interested was that the goal? Is this where I leave? No, no, okay. no. <laughs> we got lots of time. I haven't filled my brain yet. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, so they've got hemipenes. And the reason they have two is uh, because when they do mate, because their cloacas are underneath their tails, they need to get on one side or the other and wrap around the female. So okay. uh, with the double appendage, so appendage one for one side if they're on the left and one for when they're you on bet. the right. Yeah. I yeah. can figure that yeah, out. Yeah, there you go. 
That's great. I mean, I don't know what you'll do with that knowledge. Because I have no idea. <laughs> It'll probably be gone in an hour. All right. World's your oyster. <laughs> so they have two penises. Correct. One vagina. I, I don't know if I'd... Sure. Yes. Yes. Well, not, not the it, one with two penises doesn't have a vagina. Just the girls have a vagina. No, they, they all have cloacas. So that's where they poop out of. Yeah. So they all have cloacas. The females um, just have female reproductory reproductive organs, and the males have the hemipenes, okay. which are their reproductive organs. Uh, so they all have cloacas. Okay. Everybody poops. They wrote a book on it. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did you read it? I, we did, yeah. <laughs> oh, good. We read it Eric, actually. <laughs> Everybody poops. Um, so then what would a, I want to call it a litter. I'm sure that's not right. Sure. A uh, litter, a clutch. Um, so some, some reptiles actually give live birth. That would be considered a litter. Okay. And uh, other reptiles, uh, they lay eggs. Like that a would... turtle or an uh, alligator? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And those would be considered a clutch. Okay. Yep. Is that like for the, is that why they named the perch a, purse a clutch? Uh, uh, I honestly don't know. I just think clutches are small purses pretending okay. to be wallets. See, that's something you should be Googling or find out if they got the name clutch for a purse. I think it might be clutch, like clutching something, like holding oh, something. probably. Yeah. yeah. Because it's an inconvenience. You have to hold it, but, you know, women still buy them, so. And men. Do you have a clutch? No, I don't. Okay. I don't. Uh, somebody <laughs> once bought me one, and I said, the hell with that. I need you to return it. Just hang it Just off, give me the cash. Right? No, just give me the cash for that, honestly. <laughs> I think it was like Michael Kors or some some one of those designer brands or something, and I went, holy hell. You're, you- you're a business owner, so cash is better. No, no, not that. No, I do my taxes. I work for a tax firm. Uh, this is everything is legal here, by the way. That's on the record. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I just didn't know what to do with it. So uh, I got. I was. It was a shitty thing to do to say. Please return that and give me the money. But um, <laughs> I got the money and I bought a lizard with it. So I have no regrets. How many lizards do you have in your? I have enough lizards. I have what I have. You don't know how many. <laughs> I do. Um, it is a sl- is slightly under two hundred. Really? Yeah, yeah. It's not like a weird, uh, not like a weird disorganized Doesn't situation. Like a weird disorganized situation. Okay, good. Um, that's that's the one thing that <laughs> that sucks when I'm trying to explain this to people. They're like, "Man, you that's got a like, lot of lizards." Yeah, that's what they say. They're like, "Are you like on an episode of you know like hoarders?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's the first thing they normally think. I didn't want to say it, but uh, no, no. Everything is organized and. So you must own your own home. I do. Because there's no way a renter (laughs) landlord is going to let that happen. (laughs) And that's the funny thing is because I am a landlord, right? And people are like, I want a dog. And I'm like, I want a deposit, folks. (laughs) You know? I have 200 lizards. You have no idea what they can do to a house. Exactly. Exactly. So So, uh, let's get you some more wine. Oh, please. Yeah, that would be great. Uh, So what kind of lizards are you collecting? Um... So, uh, I, not necessarily just collecting, uh, to, to point that out. So there are a couple that I do work with on conservation fronts as well. Uh, I keep a lot of chameleons. Uh, chameleons, arboreal lizards, arboreal meaning they live in the trees, so okay. they like to be up high. Um, they got some snakes, uh... Some skinks. Ooh, what kind of snakes? Um, snakes. So we've got uh, Kenyan sand boas, which are really cool little uh, starter boas. Very small. They look a bit like noodles. You can totally look that up if you want. They're rather cute. Do uh, do they crush their prey like big boas? Yeah, they constrict. They absolutely constrict. Um, uh, they give live birth, which is amazing. Uh, I think last year or the year before, I had a litter of uh, 24. Oh, my goodness. I know. beautiful. So they hide underneath the sand, and they've got this little nose that sort of acts like a shovel. Okay. 
okay. and they'll they'll use it to sense vibrations on the top and they're sort of like ambush uh, they're definitely ambush predators and oh. you'll see them come out of the uh, come out of the sand like something from uh, oh god what was that movie? tremors that's the one yeah. yeah it's exactly like that I had one girl that used to I used to just drop. I used to drop her rodent and she'd catch it midair sort of thing. Oh like she could smell goodness. it, right? And it was, uh, I, yeah, for such a small snake, I can safely say. Uh, how big does that snake get? Not very large. They're very small. So I think the largest one I ever had was, it, I want to say about. tiny it is. Yeah, two feet maximum. When they're, when they're just born, they eat things like mouse tails or rat tails. So, okay. um. Do they do much for bugs? Uh, not necessarily, no. Okay. No, I haven't witnessed them eat any invertebrates. I wouldn't be opposed to trying but it, I, there's just no documented behavior of them enjoying invertebrates yeah. uh, although i could be wrong on that so um <laughs> <laughs> carrie from cns sandbow she's also here in calgary uh she is our resident uh sandboa expert yeah. and uh, i learned a lot of what i know now from her so cool. uh yeah so what other you were saying that you had that snake and then you were saying another one uh, yeah, I've had, you know, things like ball pythons and, you know, those you'll you'll see fairly often in pet stores and stuff. Uh, some vine snakes. Uh, so those are Aitula. That's the... Aitula. Aitula. Do you want to search that there, Eric? What's A-H-A-E-T-U-L-L-A. The... A-H-A. Sorry. Am I, am I mumbling? I'm really bad at talking. We could say it's because I'm ESL. Yeah, there you go. Uh, so I raised these guys for a while. Amazing species. They they eat uh, lizards and frogs. So they feed on mostly other reptiles and amphibians, uh, sometimes fish. Okay. And uh, just an amazing species. They also give live birth. Um, so that's cool. sort of that. That's sort of something that I've always been fascinating, uh, fascinated with is reptiles that give live birth and. Uh, um, you know, the incubation process for eggs is a lot of fun to work with, but uh, there's just something amazing about, you know, seeing life happen in front of you, right? Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. I got to see li- two live births, but it was people. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a lot scarier when you're a human going, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I won't tell that story today. So what's, what's the largest snake you have? Um, the largest snake I ever had was a massive boa. Uh, she actually came to me from a good friend, uh, Mike, who, uh, who owns the tattoo a parlor tattoo shop down on Edmonton Trail. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, she just, you know, she was left behind and, and really amazing animal. She was massive and uh, and mean. And, you know, they're not all mean, but this one in particular was very mean. Yeah. And uh, she was a lot of fun to, to work with. Um, How big? Uh, she was, I want to say, about seven feet. Ooh, yes. that's pretty big. She is massive, and uh, unfortunately, she was a little overweight from her previous owner, so yeah. um, weighed a little more than she should have, and uh, definitely not a petting pet. What's the lifespan of a boa? Oh, boy, long, yeah. long. Um, if you want, you can Google it for the exact number, uh, lifespan of a boa, because it, it absolutely varies based on the species and size. Um, yeah. But I've heard of boas going up to as old as 40, 50 years old. Wow. Absolutely. How yeah. old was the one you had? The one I had was, I think, 20 to seven. 30 years is oh, the average. Average. Yeah. Average. Yeah. Be above average. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, um, I'll tell this story. Um, in my younger days, I used to have a bit of a drug issue, and I was doing a lot of acid. But I was at this party one time, and I was on the couch. I was on acid. And from the corner of a couch, this, like, and I mean, it was 
as the head was bigger than my hand. Right. A boa constrictor brought its head up, and I took off running. That would have been a shitty trip death. for sure. Oh, it was awful. But he was, I think, uh, I found out the next day, this was like a 12-foot boa constrictor that this wow. guy had, and he let it out in his house when there was people partying there. That's really terrible. It was you shouldn't do that. stupid. You shouldn't do that. I never went back to that house again. Well, I don't it blame you. It seemed like the dumbest thing ever. I also never went back to the house where I was attacked by a goat named Totes, so... Mm. I feel you. Goats get it. look like jerks. Pardon? Goats they are jerks. look like jerks. They absolutely are jerks, yeah, yeah. and they've got those weird sideways eyes. They're mischievous. I those know. guys in koalas. The those are beard and the snaky fuck. eyes. <laughs> those, I think goats and koalas, if there's two animals I absolutely despise, it's those two. So. You got bit by a koala? No, I haven't been bitten by a koala. I've been bitten by a pelican, though. Oh yeah, they're right. pretty mean too. You've been also been bitten by a pelican. <laughs> no, I stay far enough from far enough away from birds because I'm afraid I, of them. I was nine, but okay. I watch them be jerks all the time. I know. There's a video online of this pelican. I think it's swallowing a pigeon whole. Yeah. And have you seen it? And oh, the pigeon's yeah, yeah. like in his like flap, just yeah, you know, giving her trying to get out of there. Like giving her. Yeah. <laughs> just that's the giving hill, her. That's the hillbilly. I don't know if it's hillbilly. Out. It's just Alberton. You know, <laughs> I've got some American <laughs> friends that are going to be watching this, going, "Damn it, she does talk like." Like that, yeah. Skeeter done, folks. Skeeter done. Skeeter done. Um, yeah. When I, um, oh, I forget where I was going. Oh, about birds. They're they're all just basically dinosaurs. They are absolutely the closest descendants we have to dinosaurs. Like if you've ever seen a chicken hunt, you will know they are nasty. They are absolutely. There's amazing videos all over YouTube of chickens like chasing down there rats and mice. There is no better mice. pest control than a chicken for and sure. They, yeah, and you get fresh breakfast like every day. Every and day it's not even that. baby chickens; it's just eggs. They lay eggs for I the know. sake of laying eggs. I know. They're like the McDonald's of the nature. Natu- McDonald's McDonald's makes food out of nature, so (laughs) I think (laughs) they are the way they are. We already eat them, but I'd like to expand (laughs) on this further. (laughs) Yeah, no, they're they're crazy vicious. Um, Here, uh, driving to work, sometimes I'll take some back roads. And I'll watch like the the hawks out there and the crows are trying to, obviously the hawk did something to tick it off and the crows are attacking it. Mm -hmm. Or there's the little, um, what are they called? The little brown birds that are flying around here are attacking crows all the time. Brown birds. Birds are just there to mess up other birds. They are. Yeah. There's a great, um, I don't know if you'll like this or not because you're you're a conservationist, but uh, an Instagram page called Nature is Metal. You know yeah, this? nature is metal as fuck. Are you kidding me? That is killer. It's the gent for did all you, my friends that know what the gent means. I don't know what the gent. You did. don't. Uh, there's a, sh- a video. I'll pull up. I don't know. I don't think anybody can hear the videos. No, they can't. That's just a silly word. All right. Okay. The uh, the one that uh, um, was the most vicious to me was the woodpecker. It landed in um, <laughs> another nest and it started pecking the birds in the head. Oh, sorry. I thought you meant you got attacked by a woodpecker. Oh, no, 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 no. I <laughs> That's not funny if the other woodpeckers get attacked. <laughs> like. no, no, these things were literally just fucking up the other birds. Right. Like They're very just, territorial, right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, it comes down to, you know, protecting their young and uh, I was an idiot I think I was about two feet away from having my eyes pecked out by a magpie the other day I was uh, trying to get photos of the nest while the parents were away so I didn't want to disturb anything and uh, parents came back and got all up in my face and I I if there's one thing you don't want to mess with in your neighborhood especially in in Calgary or Alberta anywhere there's magpies or corvids is a corvid so those are uh, ravens crows magpies they're all related and uh, you know I've got friends that have 
just crazy stories about crows holding like generational grudges. I have a friend whose father killed a crow when they first moved into their house for 20 years. This family of crows dive bombed him and dive bombed <laughs> him until the day they moved. Um, so, I don't doubt it. They're, yeah, they're they're smarter and they're, they're neater. Run DMC tricky. They are Run DMC tricky. <laughs> I uh, had an uncle on the island that had a um, a garden and the crows used to steal his corn all the time. Yeah. And so he tried shooting them, and that didn't go very well. He'd stick a gun at the min- window, they'd recognize it right away, and they'd fly to the other side of the house. So the only way he could get a shot off on them is that he would go to one side of the house, and he would stick a broomstick out, and they thought that was a gun, and they would fly to the other. He'd run to the other side of the house, and then pop, 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 right. until he got all the crows. And he got to outsmart them, and, and I find do. that a lot with um, the birds that I have. Uh, so all four of my girls are rescues, and at the end of the day, they're still absolute dinosaurs, and yeah. And they've got just a a, a tricksy a tricksy way of of you know um, manipulating us hobbitses you know yeah so. <laughs> yeah what what do you feed your birds um so I feed them mostly vegetables I've uh, the eclectus that I that we had uh, pulled up earlier there they have a little bit of a specialized diet so um, those guys uh, have the longest digestive tract of of birds and as a result of that they absorb far more vitamins and minerals than typical birds would through a normal digestion process. So yeah. they're fed only vegetables and fruits. There's about 25 different vegetables and fruits um, in what's called a chop, which is just a finely chopped salad every day. So hmm. um, You just keep it frozen, bring it out, defrost yeah. it? To yeah, they get some frozen, they get some fresh. Um, the other ones are on some pellets <laughs> as well, just as supplements. And uh, yeah, uh, and uh, I think a lot of people... You know, it comes back down to just caring about pets that, you know, aren't typical dogs or cats. Uh, A lot of people just, you know, they want to see more people put the effort into taking care of uh, these animals properly and uh, making sure that they're getting all of their needs and wants met. And and like we were talking about earlier with raw dog food, just making sure it's not... All crazy process stuff, right? So. The uh, it's funny you mentioned that because I don't think people actually take good care of their cats and dogs. No, they either, don't. Right? No, I think people should have to take a course to be absolutely a hundred percent with you, um, in order to own any complex uh, it, anything living that, yeah, yeah. you know e- even a child like take a course to yeah. have a kid please i used to say you should be licensed to own a kid yeah are you licensed i'm not licensed damn it <laughs> not for a kid I sorry got, eric I got a driver's license <laughs> and i can spray foam but oh good <laughs> spray foam I, yeah i'm a i manage a spray foam insulation oh i'm company. gonna have to talk to you because boy we use a lot of spray foam with yeah, reptiles i can uh, show you way better ways of creating um Warm spaces that are with not even warm foam. spaces, oh, like healthy foam. I think the thing is that's most important is obviously the off gassing. Yeah, uh, the off gassing, the healthy foam, and uh, a lot of people. And this is where I draw for inspiration from uh, from a company in Calgary called Jungle Jewel Exotics. Okay, uh, owned by Lucas and Don. Amazing, incredible people. They do a lot of conservation. They breed hundreds of species of frogs. Just, cool. uh, I think if there's anybody you want to bring in next, it's probably those guys. But anyways, um, they uh, they sort of sparked this bug in me where you know you make all these custom enclosures and you use spray foam and that's that's uh, what you use to get the textile on it you carve it up and then you coat it with you know substrate and moss or plants or whatever and yep. uh yeah so the, i'll uh, have to let you know the foam that most people use are those handy packs right and, the great uh, stuff the great stuff yeah. and it's actually quite toxic it's not a good uh the good red product. can even the red can yeah yeah mm. um the reason being is if you read the technical data sheet on that it should never be more than four inches wide right never more than one inch thick 
um, because it doesn't have good uh, cohesion uh, to itself, um, and it doesn't cure properly if you spray it too thick. So it'll actually off-gas for a long period of right. time. What if you're spraying it, letting it off-gas for like 24, 48 hours and doing another liner? It can up-gas up or off-gas for most Absolutely. of its life if it's not sprayed properly. It's same with the foam that I spray, but mm-hmm. we have technicians that do it so that well. uh, <laughs> we, we do uh, a ton of stuff for Alberta Theater. Right. Um, we did hoodoos in a guy's backyard. We spray foam. Then we did a what? Lunch. Yeah. Like like the hoodoos in Drumheller. Yeah, Get the guy wanted his yard, so he created uh, chicken wire hoodoos, and then we sprayed them. They curved right. them out. We did the set to uh, for much to know about nothing. Yeah. Uh, the big brick wall uh, for the Shakespeare play, which was phenomenal. That's uh, amazing. Shut out for um, Airy Theater or sorry Calgary Theater. It's it's absolutely brilliant. Right. We did. Um, Oh, I'm going to forget the name of it now. The one with uh, Scout and, uh, oh, what's the book? We all read it in elementary school. Oh, shoot. Um, uh, you probably didn't because you're in a French school, but uh, it's about the little girl Scout and her dad's a lawyer. And he's I've trying never to read the this story. People. Every Canadian kid has. Anyways, um, it's like. Sorry, her dad's a what? A lawyer, okay, and he's trying to uh, prosecute the basically the KKK from town, right? Um, man, I am. I think s- you're just really old. Thanks, I appreciate that. <laughs> well, when you said we all read this in elementary school, I'm like, I don't know, man. I'm probably I don't know. I think the only thing out when you were in elementary school might have been the Bible, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, Eric nearly fell off his chair laughing. <laughs> uh, Anyways, it, we, it was a great play. We did this huge tree out of, um, oh, I almost had the name, out of uh, spray foam as well for the set. So uh, we have the best spray foam uh, that right. you can have that's safe. It doesn't off-gas. You know that. what you should start doing is uh, getting people, like, doing, oh, I saw this amazing picture once of uh, an indoor cat tree, but it was, like, an actual tree with branches on the wall. You got to yeah. do something like that because... You want to also tell people to keep their cats inside. Oh, no kidding. There's just been this huge battle with uh, Airdrie Dads, the Facebook page, about yep. people letting their cats outside. Yeah. They kill about a billion pounds of uh, biomass Absolutely. a year. They're like sad. They're like They, they are dinosaurs. one of the most destructive and invasive species that you know humans have brought yeah. absolutely everywhere so a shout out to anybody who is in calgary it's against bylaw to have your cat outside right. i just i just got out of a heated facebook post about this so i'm like still you know a little amped a little up about up it and <laughs> you know it's uh and, and it goes all the way back to the reptiles and the birds as you know we we have to protect what we have and um you know it's only a matter of time you know if this goes absolutely out of control and places like australia have seen you know you know just the death of so many millions of, of species. From vivacious species. Absolutely. Now Hawaii, uh, you know, they had the U.S. Marine Corps put out a, a giant advisory. Yeah. So. There's yeah. a uh, set of deer, I um, can't remember the name of the deer though, in Austra- or in uh, Hawaii that's evasive. And there's one little island um, that has something like 20,000 deer shit. on it. And it's free reign when you go over there to shoot them. But they right. came over from... I think India, and their main predator was a, a lynx or a cougar or like wow. some fast cat. So these things are incredibly fast. So bow hunters go over there. So they're some, they're fast and smart because cats, like, there's right. one thing you don't want to fuck with in the mountain here is probably a large cat. Cat, yeah. So. They'll... Uh, 
yeah, they'll they'll get you if they want to. Don't don't look like a play toy. I think because- I think if you read on the Alberta, I think it's like the Alberta hunting page or something. They give you tips on how to evade or you know uh, do something in the case of meeting up with a bear or a wolf or a buffalo or whatever. Yeah, and uh, I think for cats. I could be wrong, but I read it and it was basically just telling you to like, do what you can because like, yeah. sorry, bud. <laughs> if it wants you dead, it's killing you. Absolutely. There's no, like bears will like, ah, I don't want to fight that guy. And wolves are like. He's just too meaty. Like, I just, I'm feeling a vegan <laughs> diet today, guys. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the cats don't though. No. Uh, most people don't even see it coming. They'll come out of a tree and land on you. That's how the joggers and the bikers get hit all the time <gasps> here in Alberta. That's horrifying. So like, you will never see a cat attack. Almost never. It right. just leaps out of a tree. Like you imagine yeah. cat does at your house and just lands. On you I've never had a cat leap on me at my house. You have a 200 pound cat on your back. I've never had face. a 200 pound cat lead on, <laughs> leap on me in my house. <laughs> Although, do you it, have cats? I don't. Um, that's I can imagine in your house that'd be a hazardous it situation. Is, you know what? And as much as I, it's one of those things I want to be able to appreciate all animals. Cats are one thing that I'm not a huge fan of. Yeah. Um, just because, but like, I, I, no, it's not that. It's, uh, I don't think we mesh, you know, like they only want to be loved when they want to be loved. Right. Whereas everything, all the fuzzy pets, like companion animals that I have are like, holy shit, pay attention to me right now. Yeah. And, uh, it, lizards it, are that way and snakes. Do they, uh, no, they like, no. Okay. My, my companion animals, which okay. are, you know, the birds and the dog and, uh, really even the birds. Yeah, absolutely. Birds are absolutely, com- uh, amazing companion animals. And, uh, you know, that can be achieved through, you know, uh, routine and, you know, training and making sure that they are entertained and enriched. And uh, some of them just blossom into these whimsical characters. Uh, they're Very they're cool. about as smart as a four-year-old child. Really? Um, so, uh, yes, yes. Uh, one of my girls is being trained to read. Uh, the other, yes. That is too cool. I know, right? Uh, We've got a couple really, really amazing parrot owners here in Calgary that also, you know, train their birds to do kids' uh, kids' toys. We've got an African gray named Jenny. Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen videos of her, but she says, what's up? I'm Rick Jenny. (laughs) <laughs> really? yeah yeah uh what the phrase actually is is i'm rick jenny bitch but <laughs> that's what she actually says she's an amazing bird she can play the piano um she can match things on you know those little toys that they give kids or like yeah. the star goes in the square hole and you're like man i really fucked up my kid because the star doesn't go there <laughs> right um and yeah so they're uh they're incredible animals to work with but the reptiles a little more standoffish i let them be i i don't really handle them at all uh i just do i think you, do you recommend people not handle lizards at all or you know it's uh, okay a lot of people look for that connection when it comes to a pet um i'm not going to tell them to not handle it there are a lot of animals out there that are very tolerant of handling um things like crested geckos and uh other, other, I'm sure there's other Bearded ones out dragons, there. Bearded, yeah, think, yeah, absolutely. Bearded dragons, ball pythons, uh, leopard geckos. Those are great. Uh, for me, I'm of the mindset where if I can't see it and I know it's hiding, great. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I've got animals that will drop from a six foot branch onto the ground when I walk by. And it's not because of fear. It's their natural defense mechanism. Um, and I, I want to be able to foster and nurture as many of those natural mechanisms as I can just be able to observe that behavior outside of the wild. Mm-hmm. So 
Do you do you have any? Uh, I'm sure the birds are loose in your house, but do you have any? No, other? they're not. They're not even loose in your well, house. Well, they they're 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 out of their cages most of the day, but they're never loose okay. in the house. Do you clip their wings so they can fly around? No, okay. no. Um, they're all growing out their flights. Um, and uh, flight training is in the horizon. So. Well, they're young still. So no, no. My oldest is 20. My youngest is 12. Oh, okay. Yes. So what's the, the the flight training then? So flight training is basically um, training them how to fly, things like recall, um, you know. So is this so you can take them outside? Yes. Uh, not so we can. Yes, so we can take them outside, I guess. Uh, it's mostly for, you know, uh, enrichment training and f- fostering those natural behaviors because birds want to be able to fly. It gives them an amazing boost of confidence and uh, you can use that to just you know, nurture so many positive behaviors and so many positive um, bonding experiences for for both you and your animal. And uh, when it comes to flight training, it's just making sure they're able to navigate properly. Uh, It's partially for their safety, um, partially for their sanity. And and, and yeah, it is a a sight to behold for sure. So if you're ever able to, um, I don't know if there's any free flight uh, large birds in Calgary. I'm sure there is, but... Um, you know, parrot club, I'm sure they would. There's a parrot club? There is a parrot club. Do you guys like rent like a warehouse where you We do. Uh, so for anybody who's listening who's into parrots, we're on the, I think the second Thursday of every month, the Highwood Community Center. Everybody's welcome. Please bring your birds. Um, Very it's cool. a bunch of us. We get together with our birds and, uh, socialize, have a great time, talk about husbandry. Sometimes there's guest speakers, vets, uh, a lot of really amazing, valuable information with the Parrot Club and uh, with Calgary Bird School as well. So uh, that's run by a good friend of mine and uh, they do amazing things with, you know, helping people learn how to provide everything they can for their pet birds. And uh, I've taken a lot of inspiration from her as well. So That is very cool. Yeah. I had no idea. Like- a huge community of amazing people that just want to do what's right for the animal here. And uh, I think we're very blessed in that aspect. That is so cool. And so what does the flight school look like? Like, how do you train a bird to fly when you're not a bird? Um, well, obviously, you get a pair of, you know, wings and you, you strap some feathers in and you jump yourself <laughs> off a cliff. Duh. That's how they all learn. Um. <laughs> you get up under the rafters and you, yeah. see, you don't hit the ground. Too yeah, hard. we're like the, the, what were they, the Warner, not the Warner Brothers. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Thank you. The Wright Brothers. There you go. I knew it was Eric's a W. On the ball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I fell off the ball. Probably the year you were born, bud. Yeah. Um, How old are you? What? I'm allowed to ask. That's my show. <laughs> I could be 80. You know, Asians, we don't uh, we don't age. That's we just why I'm asking. we just collect more recycling. I am 25. Okay. Yeah. So quite young. You are quite young. Yeah. 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 Got the soul of an 80 year old though. So. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I used to say my daughter had an old soul. She seemed yeah. really smart until she became a teenager. She's still smart, but she just doesn't seem as smart. <laughs> oh my goodness. We shouldn't have brought that up. Good thing she's never going to listen to this episode, eh? Can you bring up Audacity? I can't see the, the numbers. Yeah, sort of. In there like with go. a microscope, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Remember, I'm old, like Bible times old is yeah. what I've been told. Yeah. The only book I had in school was the Bible. Maybe only the first five books of the Bible. <laughs> that's New old. Testament? No, that's some that's some new age shit right there. There you go. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I want to know more about this bird club. So you go uh, once a month, you take your birds down there. Yeah. Is there like bird fights? Like it seems birds are so aggressive. Um, no, I, I mean, everybody that attends their birds are... 
amazingly socialized. I don't, I don't think we've ever had an issue. Um, not while I've been there and, uh, the ladies that run it and the gentlemen that run it are just, uh, some of the most genuine people you'll ever meet and, uh, brings a lot of good vibes in and a lot of, uh, keepers that are uh, not keepers, bird, you know, bird parents. I yeah. call them parents like P-A-R-R-O-N-T-S. <laughs> 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 it's just better slap my knee real quick. Um, and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 all around a really great place to be and uh yeah no i haven't seen anything crazy go on yet sometimes you know you get one that spooks and they fly around a little bit and that's about it so is it like is that what it's like is like a, an airport like birds are just whipping around all over the no warehouse? no most of them are stationed okay yeah so you know they're on a perch or they're inside of a, a travel cage or you know they're hanging out with their person um my girls specifically they don't really move okay. if i tell them to stay they'll stay uh which is a trained behavior and uh very, very handy because, uh, you know, a lot of birds, you get them and people think, oh my God, you know, I raised this baby bird. Uh, you know, I, I left an impression on it or what's it called? Imprinting. I imprinted on, on it and yeah. now we're, we're turbo bonded. And I'm like, listen, you know, you're going to have to teach the bird to give you some space if you want that space. And, uh, what a lot of species end up doing is they absolutely dote on you. You know, the second you even turn around, like it's screaming, 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 or, you know, you end up with other problem behaviors and, and uh, that's where Calgary Bird School comes in handy. So <laughs> I gotta come by your house sometime. Absolutely. And see you're set up next time you come on the show. Please. I'm gonna come see you first. Great. And then, so we can talk about what it looks like. Awesome. Because I can just imagine your places wall to wall, terrariums and <laughs> aquariums and bird uh, cages. It, it can be pretty wild at times, but I, I mean the birds are in my room, so uh, you know that's separated from the rest of the stuff. Uh, you know the one thing you got to be careful with when you work with so many animals is zoonotic uh, viruses and bacteria and making sure things don't go back and forth, cross-contamination. So yeah. everything has its section, but uh, yeah, you guys are welcome over anytime. Cool. Yeah, yeah it'll do be you, Do you do tours or do you have any? No, This no. is just for this you. This would be a I Want to Know podcast exclusive. Okay, yeah, awesome. Uh, yeah, people are like, you, so you, you know, I'll go on a date and they're like, you want to come back to my place or, you know, we can go back to your place. And I'm like, how about absolutely the fuck not? <laughs> how about I leave? <laughs> Yeah. And, uh, you know, oh, so your place must be a petting zoo. I want to see all the animals. How about no? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's going to be hard to find a guy that's into all that I, stuff. It's hard, yeah. I mean, um, that this is something that a lot of my friends get to hear about uh, a lot. I only have two friends, really, to be honest, but <laughs> they get Jasmine to hear about Jasmine and... Jasmine and Bradley, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> no, one of my best friends, she's out in, uh, in BC and she gets to hear an earful. And uh, it's hard when you're dating with this many animals because people are like... You know, they want to know what they're getting into. They want to know, you know, what if I possibly, you know, end up with this person and then I have this many animals, right? So, yeah. um, and then there's, you know, people with very true phobias and I absolutely respect that. And, uh, you know, the, the thing about educating with exotic animals is not about saying, hey, get used to this thing, right? You know, you want to be able to sit down and kind of rationalize with people and explain to them why things are the way they are because a lot of it is just for lack of knowledge, especially with right. things like bugs, right? Yeah. You know, a lot of people go, oh, you know, the only good bug is a dead one, right? <laughs> or the only good snake is a dead one. And, you know, that's absolutely false. There are so many things that we can that we can learn from. And it starts with, you know, our kids. It starts with the younger generation and, and uh, sort of wiping away that bad stigma yeah. uh, that comes with, 
creepy crawlies and and you'll i think i noticed i i've been thinking about this whole time i crawled i called them creepy crawlies at the beginning of the podcast and i've been regretting that ever since because i'm like oh that's negative verbiage you know yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so well it's in our dna right like as monkey and caveman absolutely type people like we're trained to be afraid of them because bugs bite and they have poison and absolutely. snakes kill and and birds kill and so it it's a lot to overcome and yeah well my friends make fun of me for not liking bugs and and birds and stuff like that but they're they really are killers like that's they're, what they're designed to do i mean they're not they're not all designed to do. birds love to play they love to hang out but i i mean it is something that is of i guess an acquired taste and you know requires time and education and you know i, I don't i don't uh I would have told you if I was going to bring a giant <laughs> scary bug here. So I was sort of hoping and th- that you would, and and really afraid that you would, yeah. and, and all that. So there was a lot of anxiety leading up I to you to, coming here. I used to do educational uh, stuff for CBE, and uh, you know I did something. I think it was on What's the CBE, CBE Calgary Board of Education. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, so they have um, you know a unit. I think it was grades one through two uh, about living organisms and the way they function and I remember this is the one this is the only holy shit it's a bug moment I've ever experienced in my life I had I had this rather large bug on my hand and it fell to the ground and in the snap of a finger I had 55 year olds and 6 year olds screaming and crying in the room <laughs> teachers are trying to calm them down it's like one of my first gigs so I'm like I'm really just like yeah. screwing the pooch don't here don't tell anybody <laughs> yeah basically please I swear and the kids were like oh you know like they're absolutely freaking out but that stigma starts so young and I mean uh, yeah. biology aside even if you know, even if we'll say millions of years ago, we are biologically predispositioned to, you know, be fearful or, you know, be hyper alert to things like bugs and or snakes and or things that are dangerous to us. Um, you know, I it's little body language things like, you know, like if, if a mom goes, you know, like, you that's a spider, right? The kid's going to pick up on that. And right. uh, yeah, so I think. I, I tried to convince my wife. So when uh, my daughter was about two or three years old, we found a spider in the house and I just very calmly says, Hey Ava, can you go grab that spider for me and put it outside? And then my wife freaked. Why would you do that? I'm like, I'm trying to let her not be afraid. But yeah. then it was already too late. She yep. was afraid. <laughs> Why <laughs> would you do that shit? <laughs> yeah, we could have had the perfect bug catcher in our house. I know. Because you just tell a two year old, like, oh, it's okay. You just grab that and put it outside. They're like, oh, she's a good girl. She listens. She goes and puts it outside. Yeah. There'd be zero fear. Yeah. Unless she got bit, then it would have been horrible. Right. But there's nothing really. There's not a lot of scary bugs in Alberta. No, no. We've got some amazing bugs. I think. I think it was the other day I found, uh, I don't know if, uh, if you guys have ever seen click beetles mm, here in Alberta. Is that little pug nose beetle? There is no beetle on earth that has a nose. <sighs> what was the one I just saw? It looks like a beetle. I don't think it is a beetle, but okay. um, it just came across my feet about a lady found it in her backyard and a part of this page that talks about bugs and... Uh, is it Alberta insects identification? No, it's like mushrooms and but they they also oh, okay. do bugs in that and on oh, there as well and it's cool. you're gonna have to send me the name of that group i'm gonna have to join it yeah i was just <laughs> trying to find it because i was out hiking on uh, monday and mm-hmm. i found this massive mushroom that i'd never seen before oh, and so neat. i took a picture of it and i haven't uh i couldn't remember the name of the facebook page so i'm just waiting for them to pop up on my notifications <laughs> that I can... now that we've <laughs> talked about it facebook is listening it's gonna pop up tonight guaranteed I hope so i'll yeah. definitely share it with you when i zuckerberg if you're listening <laughs> Get on bring that, that shit up right now <laughs> yeah. do you know uh why is would apothecary i don't okay. i don't but i'd like to go there with like a like a I, I don't even know i just want to dress up like the renaissance or an elf or something she <laughs> is like uh brilliant about all of our landscapes so she talks okay. about all the plants and the bugs and and stuff like that in our landscape so it's worthwhile you 
They're like donated I'm, tours, and they'll take you around a park and tell you about every plant uh, that's there. Message that to me. I'm going to have to check that sure. out for sure. Wisewood Apothecary. I'm she's not going to remember fan, that. I know. I'm telling her. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> she's she's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Like she'll make her first aid kit out of the plants that she finds on the ground. Oh wow. She said in an emergency situation, I think it's. I want to say it's an elderberry, but I don't think that's right. But it's a red berry that grows on a bush that's it's not tasty or valuable to us. But if you crush it up in your hand and drop it in the water, a pond where there's fish just sitting there doing nothing, it'll paralyze the fish for a small period of time. So you can just reach in and grab the fish. So like if you don't have a fishing rod and you're starving to death and you're out in the middle of nowhere and there's those berries, you just go find a pond and drop it in. Interesting. And, yeah. So part of me is now wondering if... Like the state of the berries, if they're fermented, there's obviously quite a large uh, alcohol content. It's not fermented; they're yeah, fresh, fresh but... off the um, off the tree. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and then there's a, a plant we have out here called the yarrow plant. Yep. It looks like it's off of Jurassic Park. Yeah. It's a little low lying thing. Yeah. It'll coagulate blood. So you rough it up a little bit and you put it in a large open wound, and uh, it'll what? stop you from bleeding. There you go. Well, the next time I get stuck at the bottom of a hoodoo, I'll let you know. Exactly. Yeah, I almost died in Drumheller last year. That was fun. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, I've watched people try to climb and get down that hill in Drumheller. You know the hill I'm talking. Okay, oh, so yeah, there's yeah. that giant valley that goes all the right. way down, and they've got the super social gophers at the top, right? Oh, I haven't seen the gophers. Okay, they're very social. They love popcorn, so heads up. Next time you go, they absolutely love popcorn. You shouldn't be feeding wildlife. Um, They're so cute. We'll have fat. You gotta feed them. Heart disease gophers out there from eating buttered popcorn. Well, they can just eat those things that coagulate their blood. Um, (laughs) Yarrow. (laughs) Yarrow. (laughs) There we go. Uh, I ended up at the bottom of that giant hill. I think it's like something, it's like caribou something. What is it called? Elk? Elk, yeah. Elk something. Um, like there's the, an, the place, the place I'm talking about. Oh, um, it's named after it, even Toad Ungulate. Yeah, I looked at property there to buy because I loved it. It's right on the river. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I can't remember the name of it now. But that Probably. giant hill, um, we had one of those just crazy, crazy thunderstorms rolling in last year or the year before. I can't even remember. Time is a blur. And uh, there was a storm rolling in, and my boyfriend at the time we decided to hike to the bottom of that. Yeah, and. Uh, the storm's coming in fast, and like you know, that hill, if it rains, like you're not oh, coming back out. No, no, no. And uh, so there was a rush back to the top. I was wearing, I think it was Crocs <laughs> or something. And it was like my first time ever scaling a dangerous thing because I'm, I'm a little bit of a, I'm a little bit of a scary cat when it comes to heights. And uh, so I tumbled most of the way down uh, with my dog in my backpack, uh, who's six oh, and a half pounds. No. Horrifying, right? Because yeah. he's like, oh, lay, it'll be great. You know, it like awaken your adventurous spirit or something <laughs> stupid like that. And, uh, so I got there and uh, we're at the bottom and the storm's rolling in and I'm freaking out and he's like, all you gotta do is climb, man. Like, all you gotta do is climb and I'm like, what the fuck, man? Like, what did you do here? He's not your boyfriend anymore? No, no, no. We're we're long separated, thankfully. Is it because of that? Probably. Yeah, you yeah. can't yell at a girl when she's trying to climb. No, absolutely That's not. Right. In Crocs, no less. Like, right. there was so much... Why didn't he pick you up and carry you out like a real man? Uh, because he was probably 100 pounds soaking wet holding a, blur, a brick. So, it's... Oh, uh, no. no, I don't know. I, I don't expect anybody to carry me. I don't need no... No man, I don't need nothing. I'll walk my own way up that deadly hoodoo. I believe you. Yeah, it's nice to have a man carry you, though. It sure is. Yeah, it sure as shit is. Yeah, that was uh, more of a who don't than a hoodoo. So, <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, that's too funny. <laughs> From the outside looking in, perhaps <laughs> when you're climbing the hill, it's a little scarier for uh, sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, I love your humor. It's Thank awesome. you. Yeah, it's awkward as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right. So I want to know more about your house. So what does your day look like? Like you got a lot of stuff to do. So my day right now, um, a little different than what it normally would be. I'm in the middle of expo season right now. So I'm actually off to Kamloops this weekend. uh, Go see what that's all about and meet some of the people, sell some things and... so you set up like a trade show booth and totally. you talk about selling, you know, kits for growing bugs. Talk and... about it. I'm all walk, son. <laughs> <laughs> that was the question I was going to ask you. Sure. Sorry to change the subject again. No, but... no worries. We've been digressing this whole time. I uh, know. So you <laughs> talked originally about being into uh, reptiles. Yeah. And then you went into bugs. Was that just to feed the reptiles? Was that the purpose of so it? So originally it was just to feed the reptiles. That's absolutely where it started. And I went, okay, well, hell, you know, I love these things so much. You know, I want to do so much with them and it's going to be a long-term thing for sure i gotta learn more about their feeders and that's when i started digging into things like gut load gut flora uh the way you know the food chain works and these are things that we're taught from a very young age but we never take the time to sit down and get a macro sight on it and really understand right. what uh i don't think most humans do it for themselves no we don't there's pads. people still eating fish out of the fucking bow right and like <laughs> <laughs> there's that is that has got more mercury in it than mercury yeah. you know <laughs> Pure mer- there's so more much mercury, mercury than in your thermostat yeah yeah, it, uh, thank you. That was good. I was like, <laughs> there is so much oxygen in this oxygen, folks. <laughs> um, yeah, so what, what were we talking about? <laughs> um, gut flora and biome right. and, and, and feeding your animals properly and humans being garbage at it. Uh I didn't say that. Okay. You said it first. Remember that? But they yeah. are garbage at There's everything. There's a lot of people that don't feed themselves yeah, people well. People are terrible at everything. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, learning about the bugs was kind of really what got me into that. And I started watching them and watching them breed and grow and molt. And and I, I kind of went like, wow, like this is an amazing thing. So I started with obviously just crickets. Uh, then I moved on to hornworms, silkworms, uh, breeding those into the moths. And then I went, oh my God, moths are adorable, mm. right? And that's sort of what kickstarted everything. And I'd had tarantulas prior to this and everything. And But at the same time, you know, they were all locked up in glass cages. It wasn't necessarily the same experience of being able to sit down, uh, you know, look at a specimen, really observe its behavior outside of, uh, hey, if I take this thing out of the cage, I might get really sick or <laughs> yeah, yeah. lose a potentially, you know, medically significant animal in my house. So, uh, yeah, started with crickets, hornworms, silks, and then it moved on to just, I, I loved, I've loved everything outside and just looking for microhabitats my entire life. I used to sneak into uh, private property on a retirement home in Arbor Lake to catch frogs in there. Very cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, you know, I'd, I'd sit there and I'd raise them up and I never thought, you know, how amazing the bugs that supplemented the frogs are because yeah. of that whole, that whole area was uh, just covered in wildlife and, um I'm digressing. Do you have anything poisonous? Like what? What kind of poisonous? I, I do have a couple of venomous, uh, venomous uh, tarantulas, and, and a couple of you know spiders as well that are a little medically significant. Uh, so I, I keep some uh, Latrodectus, which is uh, black widow. Okay. Yeah. So those are are great. I don't breed them just because the babies are so impossibly tiny. You'll lose them and they'll you never come back. I'm the... so glad my foot went up on the screen like that. <laughs> <laughs> we got like four viewers on YouTube. So don't okay, good. Okay, <laughs> yeah. good. Okay, well, three more and we'd be in trouble. So, um, yeah. So the bugs and with the feeding and the passion and all that and that's that's how it all started. And now it's just a full blown. You know, take what I can get, you know, I'll, I'll get out there any day and just, you know, I'll go look for spiders. I'll go hang out with yeah. spiders. and. So what kind of indigenous ones do you keep? Uh, so 
it's with bugs. It's it's tricky because technically you're not supposed to keep any native species, but I keep um, a Salticus scenicus, which is a zebra jumping spider. You've probably seen them around here. Um, they're just these little little hoppy boys. Have you seen them, Eric? I think I know what you're talking about. I pulled a bunch of off of me when I was hiking on Monday. They were out in. Um uh, burnt timber. Yeah, they're so they're jumping spiders. They have these adorable faces, and and they're actually one of the species that I use to educate uh, about spiders because they're adorable. If you look up Lucas the spider, real quick, you will find out exactly why uh, they're so easy to use because they've got these just adorable little eyes at the front, and that's a cartoon, but that's also what they look like in real life. Um, I think there's a picture right there it is like this, in the middle. Like there that. we go. That's the real one. It's got like How big puppy dog eyes. I know, right? Yeah. Yeah, so I keep a bunch of those guys, and we've got the, the zebras that are native to uh, most of North America. They're actually very, very common, but uh, just a really cool spider to work with. Cool. Uh, those guys, some springtails. I don't think I don't know if you guys know what springtails are. They're very small. They're from the order Columbola, and uh, they're uh, just like less than like i'd say maybe one or two millimeters okay and they do um just ground cleanup they eat rotting leaves wood uh just biological matter that's on the ground and uh really fascinating species as well so that's about as far as i go as in terms of natives there's not a lot of large bugs in uh in alberta like you got june bugs uh, yeah, you ever bike face big. first into a June bug? Yeah. Like, oh, you have. Like, yeah, <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> you know um, the welt. <laughs> some of the uh, horseflies can get fairly large, and some of our bumblebees are. are I've very, never very big. been stung by anything but a mosquito. So horseflies are one of those things, and deer flies, I yeah. just I can't. I've been uh, bitten by a horsefly. I've been definitely stung by wasps and bees. Is it terrible? Um, the the wasp bite was really, really bad. Like, it's shooting pain up your arm. I, I was uh, working for a landscaping company, and I was scooping up leaves, and one bit me. And they don't just bite you once. They're like, nah, 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 nah. They go after Is you. Is that the sound they make, too? I think so, yeah. <laughs> num, 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 you num, you num, walk num. into a hive, and it's just, <laughs> meh, meh, meh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, uh, they tear into you pretty good, and it's... It's quite painful to to get the bites. The bee stings aren't that bad, right? Um, but yeah, the the wasp bites are pretty nasty. The um, I get the odd spider bite being out here, but I remember in BC we would have wolf spiders. Yes, and they <laughs> get very large, like mm-hmm. doorknob size large or like mic size large. Like they're they're big. Absolutely. I was terrified of them. Well, you when can we see their out. fangs too, can't you? You can. Yeah. I remember getting home from work one day and there was a large one, like like doorknob sized one in my living room. And I grabbed an encyclopedia and tried to kill it. And so I smashed an encyclopedia from above my head on this thing. And then I just left the book on it and I'm like, just let it rot. I'll burn the right. house. Or you, go you, went out, you went all out. You went out like it was six feet. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> like the bat. And <laughs> yeah, the we've come full and, circle. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, anyways, we uh, my girlfriend at the time got home, took the book off, and the spider was gone. Didn't kill it. It crawled out <laughs> from underneath the book. Like, I don't know, what's, what's the big one? Letter S on the encyclopedia? Yeah. If you guys even remember what an encyclopedia is. You guys, I don't know. Does Eric have you ever seen an encyclopedia? Yeah, you knows. have. Oh, okay, yeah. he's a smart kid. He yeah, knows okay, everything. he's, a, he's yeah. all right. All yeah. right. He's don't more you... inquisitive than me. What do you mean, you people? <laughs> <laughs> I meant you, young people. Uh huh. You're all too yeah, young we to know young an encyclopedia. Folk. Yeah, I spend most of my days watching Paw Patrol, anyways. So. Do you? No. Oh, okay. Well, you know what I do for the birds? Um, they love pop. They love. I imagine Paw if they've got the so the stupid. intelligence of a four year old, that's yes. the kind of thing that would they'd be excited about. Dance and scream and dance and scream and talk and dance and scream and wow. it's just. What other shows do they like? Um, they love uh, anything BBC. So David Attenborough. Um, yeah. 
unfortunately, I don't do a good enough impression to satiate that need. <laughs> um, we watch a lot of nature shows and uh, and they get a huge kick out of that. And nice. yeah, so children's shows and nature shows really people. You know, they ask me if I have kids, and I'm like, well, you know, I got four feathery toddlers. <laughs> so. so is there a big difference in intelligence between the 12-year-old and the 25-year-old or the 20-year-old? Um, yes. Uh, yes and no. Uh, if we're looking at a, at a blank slate and saying species to species, rating their intelligence, they're about the same. Okay. Um, when it comes down to these specific situations... Um, they're all pretty bright, but because of their pasts, they're, they're just from not so great places, right? Uh, yeah. They're uh, a little slow, a little slow to catch on. But typically, um, you know, a normal Goffin's cockatoo or a normal umbrella cockatoo or an eclectus parrot uh, are... The eclectus, I think, is the second best talker in the entire world What's of the parrots. best? Uh, I believe it's an African gray. Okay. Yeah. I heard you could get crows to talk. You can. Uh, they are incredible at mimicking. Um, there was a crow that used to mimic one of my cockatiels in my backyard. So oh, I'd wow. bring the cockatiel out, she would call, and then the crow would call. And, you know, sometimes I'd hear it through my window. Um, but, yeah, I've, I've seen videos of crows that can imitate laughter and lasers and yeah, yeah. all that stuff. And that's that's a talent that a lot of avians carry. So, you know, you look at the minor bird or you look at, uh, you know, a starling, a European starling even. Those are uh, incredible at just making noise. Very yeah. cool. I heard there was a scientist, I just heard this today actually, that was trying to get dolphins to mimic English words because they have their own language and dialects right. and they're incredibly um, brilliant. They don't know what the actual level is or whatever but they they definitely are way brighter than Absolutely. the average fish kind of thing there was a scientist sorry right 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 that uh but they they were trying to get it to um speak and it was in a house that they had set up for this thing to swim around in and there was a girl scientist there and this thing had a crush on her the only way oh. she could get I should get Eric to plug his ears. The only way she could get this um, dolphin to concentrate on the work that they were trying to do, because he was sexually attracted to her, was he would she would she would have to milk him um, so that he would calm down enough that they could actually go do the test. Right. And then they got shut down because she was doing that quite regularly throughout the day, and that's a bit weird. It's really weird, actually. That's, that's incredibly strange. I don't, <laughs> I, I don't know. That that's a bit weirder than than our friend with the ponytail. So. Yeah, and yeah. I'm pretty sure he's not doing anything to the bugs that are inappropriate. Oh, she was doing something very inappropriate to a dolphin. That's great. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's uh, what I came here for. <laughs> yeah, that's not real science. That's just weirdness. <laughs> that's, that's fake news, guys. <laughs> it's not fake. I wish it was. They used to feed the dolphins LSD. That's terrible. Because they thought they would get them to, like, I don't know, another yeah. realm, and yeah, they, it wasn't yeah, very, very good. Yeah, Actually, yeah. the guy, that the scientist that led that up is the one that made, uh, um, what are they called? Float another tanks. realm. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Thanos is there, you know, all the good stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Spider-Man <laughs> got lost in that realm. Yeah, fuck Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> I like the new Spider-Man. <laughs> way better than I, the He other is ones. adorable. The new actor they have in there, I don't pay attention to actors, but whoever that kid is, right. and I keep sitting here thinking to myself, you know, it's, it's getting to that age. When you approach 30, yeah. right, and you're like, okay, Okay, great. You're you know, like five years away, though. So that's a long. It is ways. a it is a very very long time yeah. for sure. Um, but at the same time, it's you know, 
I'm sitting here going like the actors keep getting younger, the musicians keep getting younger, but right. they're not. They're not. They're not. No. Oh God! Like you've been doing this for at least fifty years already, but like, <laughs> goddamn. <laughs> Forty six. Forty six. That's all. Uh, that's uh, that's yeah. a long time. You got Nowhere four near years. Fifty. Yeah. Yeah. You're four years away from fifty. That is quite near. If you round up, you yeah. are losing. My wife gets mad at me because I'm always like, "Oh, we're nearly 50. She's like, "Stop! Don't, we're no. not nearly fifty. No. Yeah. No, so. you are you are nearly 22 for the 30th <laughs> time. That's right. <laughs> oh my goodness! So what? Uh, we talked about the lizards. Yep. Uh, or reptiles. You have lizards as well. You collect frogs. Uh, I'm yeah. Like I've, I've I keep a couple of frogs. Um, I've got uh, what's called tomato frogs. Uh, really, really cool. I'm sure you know how to spell tomato frog. Um, <laughs> they look like a tomato, and they are, in fact, a frog. Um, interesting thing about oh. frogs is um, we are actually looking at, and I know I try not to be this like depressing everywhere I go, by the way, um, but we are actually looking at the largest mass extinction, one of the largest mass extinctions on Earth with uh, a virus, uh, that's a pathogen that's going around uh, called Kitchard fungus. And this is for I, the I just frogs. I just said it was a virus and a pathogen, then called it a fungus. <laughs> By the way, for anybody listening, <laughs> Jesus Christ! Uh, so it's called Kitchard fungus, and it is absolutely wiping out uh, amphibian amphibian populations all over the world. So um, another wow. cool thing to check out. I've got a I've got a friend named John. He uh, he works for Hark, so the uh, Honduras Amphibian Rescue. Maybe not rescue. It's H A R C C. Uh, check them out. They have a really, really great cause going on, and he does a ton for frog conservation as well. Mm. And uh, so, you know, we uh, everybody who keeps frogs now, I think a lot of us are are very aware of that, and uh, you know, we do our best to keep them safe keep and them keep safe. them breeding and yeah. keep the species alive. Exactly. Yeah. So tomato frogs are actually known for having incredibly large crutch, uh, crutches. <laughs> Every time they break those legs, I'm telling you, I've seen so many in air boots, um, clutches, huge clutches of eggs. And uh, that's something that's very unique to them. And they're from uh, Madagascar as well. So, um, Do you know what the name of the frog is? You lick its back and you get high? Oh, that would be, uh, there is a couple, actually. There's a, there's a couple of that. Okay. Of those. Yeah, there's, uh, uh, I think... I would have to look it up. Yeah, I, I don't remember the name of it either. It I was just yeah. curious if you had one. I haven't eaten anything all day either, so it's like... <laughs> Two glasses <laughs> yeah, of wine. Yeah, two glasses of wine. <laughs> oh, crazy. Yeah. Um, so what's... Uh, as a conservationist, Yep. how do you feel about hunting? Hunting is con- uh, con- con- conservation. conservation. Conversation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hunting is conservation if done correctly. Right. Um, and I think uh, what a lot of people fail to realize is you know they go we got to save 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 all the animals what about these hunters that are killing the animals trophy hunters are a completely different monster they shouldn't exist um you know like you look at people all those articles about you know people with rhinos or tigers and stuff like that that's like we're not even going to talk about those guys but when it comes down to invasive population control so you know even things when it comes to the deer like you mentioned right the deer um cats unfortunately um you know you you can definitely hunt and you know conservation conservation because there's most, most first world countries do a really good job of of controlling the animal population as we best do they and we don't through. they're they're doing the best that they know how with what they know i think that they're working like i think the biggest thing that i've seen recently in conservation that's not very good is in bc they've stopped the hunting of bears um this is an apex predator um it's mm-hmm. very very good at killing mm-hmm. there'll be no moose no deer um, like they'll they'll take out everything as their population grows. That's terrible. 
Well, you 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 have to control the population. Right. If you're going to control anything, you have right. to control everything. Well, that's the thing is, you know, one small detail can impact absolutely millions of other factors, you know, inadvertently, you know, even the things that we think we're not impacting things like, you know, wind turbines, right? Like wind turbines kill the hell out of, you know, flying animals and uh, all that crazy stuff. And uh, I think a lot of people don't realize the balance. I don't know if you ever watch uh, the comedian Bill Burr. Yeah. When he talks about getting out there, he's just, just nibbling on the leaves, just nibbling, you know, get out there and shoot one in the face, right? And something that, Bill Burr's you know, hilarious. Exactly. He's somebody, a very angry guy. He is so angry, but, you know, we love him for that, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, I, um, I, I'm recently uh, applied for, I did my pal, so I'm waiting for my license to come in and going to try hunting, uh, trying to feed our family deer and moose and right. bear. We ate bear last it's year for delicious. the first time. Okay, I've never tried bear. We had uh, a smoked bear ham. Okay. Yeah, it was fantastic. A buddy of mine got it as a gift from another hunter, and mm-hmm. so we, Canada Day, we have a big group that gets together. That's my birthday. Oh, awesome. Aww. It's coming up. Unfortunately, yeah, yeah. <laughs> twenty six and still no husband. Uh, yeah, that's rough. I know it's a lot. <laughs> it's, that's what my family thinks. Back, back to misogyny. You know, yeah. that's a. Yeah. It's all good. You uh, don't need a husband. I know. I don't, like I said. I I know I don't I, need a husband. I agree. <laughs> we did a podcast right at the very beginning of the show with. Uh, I used to have a co-host, and uh, he was went through a bad divorce, and the mm-hmm. lady who was on the show went through a bad divorce, and they're like, "What's so great about marriage?" I think marriage is phenomenal, uh, but it's not for everybody. Right. Definitely not for everybody. Right. Uh, but uh, as as uh, as I'm to explain to them the greatness of marriage being that you don't have to be on all the time. The days that I'm bad, my wife can just take over. Yeah. It's all good. Yeah. And then vice versa. When she has bad days, I don't have to be the guy that's on all the time. Yeah. You need a husband that's good at feeding bugs and birds. <laughs> And reptiles. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I have an employee that does that. I just have to pay them a lot more than I would a husband. <laughs> right? Yeah. Husbands are easy. You just uh, tell us what to do and we follow suit. Yeah. Is that how it works? Eh? It, it, okay. Well, husband. don't, don't well, follow in my footsteps. I walk in a wall. So <laughs> you just, they, she just tells you what to do. That's what's happening. That's a hundred percent. It. I, um, we, we joke about it at church all the time that a lot of times God sounds just like my wife. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> except there's more than 10 rules. There's definitely more than 10 rules yep. here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's lots I'm not allowed to do. <laughs> well, we're what? Man, we're an hour and a half in? Hour and a half already. I'm impressed. That's pretty good. I'm I told impressed. you it'd be easy. Didn't to feel like time, an hour and a right? half. Like I was sort of hyperventilating lately. <laughs> on my way here. <laughs> yeah. You sounded nervous in your text as you were messaging me. It sounded a little bit like, mm, I don't know what's going to go on. Oh, no, no. You I were was good? Just, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just I'm always amazed at women that show up here yeah. not knowing us. Like you could have been going to a stalker or like a serial killer's house. No, I did my research. Oh, did you? Absolutely. That's the difference, right? Yeah. Women have to do the research. Uh, no, I think everybody has to do their research. Okay. Yeah. I never do. Well, but you know what? You're right. You're right. In, in a way, it, it's hard because, you know, even it, it goes back to the dating scene as well, right? Yeah. It's understanding, you know, that there's a possibility you'll get catfished. You know, I once went on a date with a guy that lied about his height by a foot. And I'm like, you know what, man? If you want to lie about a couple of inches, nobody ever argued about a couple of inches, whatever. But like, you're telling me you're six foot showing up at five foot walking out of a dark fucking corner in my neighborhood bar telling me that like, you don't like the way I walk, you know, like that you're not, you're not doing great That's favors for yourself. Creepy. So super creepy how like how do they think they're getting away with that oh i don't know i don't know yeah i don't know girls do it too though I, everyone does it. you know it goes it goes both ways yeah, yeah. they've got those new filters now you've probably seen them on snapchat the one that turns men into like 
actually gorgeous women scares the shit out of me. Wow. I yeah. haven't seen that. Oh my one. god. I'm not big on Snapchat. I know. I'll have to Let me pull it up it here on up. my phone and I just you know, we can get your reaction. Okay. You gonna take a picture of me and turn No, into a no, woman? I'm I'm not gonna take a picture of you. You, you can you can just look at it in the filter. I don't Please don't take a picture. Don't want that on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's anything you can do to turn me into a gorgeous woman. Wait for it. Okay. Just you watch. Oh my goodness. I know, right? That is creepy. Isn't that crazy? What's that filter called? Uh, I don't know. It doesn't have a name. It just looks like a woman. So I look like my sister. Hold on. Can you can you hit the the picture button? Hit the picture button. I'll, I'll even send that to you. Send that, it to your yeah. sister. Go. There you go. All right. Dude, you have to. I'm posting this. Send that to us. It's going on to our. Just get uh, Snapchat. Instagram. Jesus. I got Snapchat. I got to look that up now. That is weird. Isn't that crazy? I know. I know. He looks like he knows what it's about. He's like, "Oh, my friends are pretty <laughs> girls now." I sort of look like a male Kardashian there. Yeah, right? and I look like my brother when I do that as a man. Uh, so, yeah, that, get your they, wife they, to do it. Get your wife and your daughter it to, to a man. Oh yeah, I don't want to see my wife as a man. I, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Just for fun. <laughs> I don't think it's so. It's 2019. That's, Use whatever bathroom you want. Not appropriate. There's only all. one bathroom here. You can't even pick. <laughs> oh, where are we going to be in like five years when uh, um, AI takes over and like you can just pick the perfect or genetic engineering? How about that? Genetic engineering absolutely fascinates me because they do they do stuff like that for plants and for bugs and yeah. Um, I don't know. They got to figure out this immortality thing because you know, like I can't. David Attenborough, he's not allowed to go. He, like he's getting pretty fucking old. So you need time to keep. Him yeah, alive. yeah. We gotta, we gotta figure this shit out. Like I don't care if he comes back yeah. as a dog. We need that voice that I'm alive. I think we're like twenty years away. Yeah, maybe for not immor- immortality, but there's a guy in Russia working on putting your brain into a box so that when they can make better bodies, that they can just revive what? you under another body. Oh my god. Yeah. So his dad died early, and they're worth billions of dollars okay. and he's like so I should have done this earlier but I'm going to do it now because no one else should have to lose a dad and like I think he's crazy as all get out but he's trying to capture the consciousness of a human being and put it in a box until Elon Musk or some other South Korea figures out how yeah. to keep bodies alive forever now why not North Korea um Did yeah you I'm mean not North? sure I probably meant north. Okay. I, I don't know which one's the good one and the bad north. one. North. North is the north is the not so great one. Not so great one. Yeah. The south South is fine. Yeah. yeah south th- is fine. Is South the one that they're trying to uh, they got the DNA of a woolly mammoth and they're trying to bring her back? I have no idea. I think it's South Korea that's Jesus. doing that. So that's they found crazy. an intact woolly mammoth in the ice in northern. You know what? Uh, I bet they're back already. I bet they're hiding something. Like bingo, dino DNA, yeah. Jeff Goldblum in the background. There's a couple of movies that tells us that's a bad idea to uh Titanium Ring. Did it, oh, the camera wasn't on me, was it? No. <laughs> I can I can open bottles with my titanium. Ring. I can open them with a lighter. I <laughs> just did you see my face? I was like, yeah, what the that's, fuck just happened? So this is a a non damageable ring, right? And so I just it it, it is technically damageable if it's not at the top of the most scale, but. Okay. I won't rain on your parade too much more. <laughs> I've been ripping on you this whole time. When I uh, when I got married, um, I bought this ring because I was in construction, and every construction uh, uh, guy's rings just get trashed right. at work. And so uh, I thought, well, I'll just buy something that's really, really durable. The guy says titanium. I'm like, okay, I'll take that. 700 bucks, done deal, easy peasy, lasts forever. Um, 
right after my wedding, I went to one of my doctors to uh, talk to him and like, oh, show me the ring. I know it's a stupid thing for a guy to say, but it's he did. not a stupid thing. You know, it's it's if you're proud, you're proud. Doesn't matter if you're a guy or not. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. Kay. Good. Um, so I showed it to him, and he's like, "Oh, is that white gold?" And I'm like, "No, it's titanium." He's right. like, "Oh, that's a bad idea." So why is that a bad idea? He goes, "Well, if you damage that finger, they can't cut the ring off, so they cut the finger off. So if I smash his hand and that finger swells up, mm-hmm. they take the finger off." Because they can't get the ring off. Yeah, but it's not like a, b- a horse breaks the leg and they just take the leg right off. Like, well, they can. I'm sure they can sew it back on. But I they don't s- think they have to take it off the first time. Like maybe just wait for the swelling to come down. Well, a I little. think it can't if it's uh, depends if what kind of swelling. <laughs> like, I, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Anyways, you put me panicking. So anything I'm doing dangerous to my fingers, I take my ring off. You know what? Sure. I used to I used to walk around like a T Rex like this because I'm also a pianist. Okay. I knew you'd laugh about that. <laughs> I played the piano for many, many years, okay. uh, 21 to be exact. And uh, I used to walk around just like out of fear of, of hurting my hands. When really? people, I still do this thing when people pass paper to me, like I got to make sure they fold it so I can grab it by sh- ends that aren't sharp. Because I, ca- I can't stand paper cuts. They just, they, they, they give me more heebie-jeebies than any bug on the planet could. Really? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So you were planning on being a concert pianist? Uh, no, I, I actually wanted to go and get my um, my bachelor's degree in jazz studies yeah. uh, in uh, the university in Nanaimo. And uh, I got there one day on a business trip and just went like, I can't do this. You, you know, the same thing with being a paramedic. Yeah. What's going on? I, you know, I, I was told to do so many things. You know, my parents wanted me to be a doctor. They wanted me to be a musician. They wanted me to do ballet. And I was just absolutely none of those things. So I humored them in that sense, even though, you know, I'd, I'd paved my own path very, very, a very long time ago. So, you know, nearly 12 years ago. And, um, I just thought, you know, maybe this is the right thing to do. And, you know, my younger brother followed in their footsteps. He became an engineer. And uh, lo and be fucking hold, there are no jobs out there. So he's <laughs> moved back in with me. Um, and, uh, yeah, I just, I, I felt, you know, none of those things are anything that I really connected with. And yeah. uh, Is so, that common in the Asian culture? It is. It is, unfortunately. And, uh, you know, I think there's a lot of efforts being made overseas to change that. Right now, especially, you know, in the face of, you know, like equality and feminism, which isn't just females, you know, it's men and women as well. Just making sure everybody's treated equally. And uh, I I think they're making some headway, but it's tough because, you know, much like religion in terms of culture, culture is culture is culture, whereas traditions are traditions are traditions, right? Right. You don't really divert from them. You don't really uh, go away from them. And, uh, you know, people are so loyal to their families that they don't want to disappoint. There's just so many of those, you know, small hidden feelings that they don't you know, uh, they can't express themselves or, you know, they're too scared to. And uh, I I lived in a place like that for such a long time. And uh, once I was able to get out and kind of go my own way, it taught me different ways to grow and evolve and not evolve biologically. That takes millions of years. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Didn't grow a longer beard. Yeah, absolutely. I'm like Pinocchio. It's the nose, right? Like (laughs) my profile's flat now. Like wait 20 years and I'll have Italian. I'm going to make you an offer. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I noticed that. Like I grew up in a house where there was no expectation. There was no drive. There was no push, no nothing. And then I see other families where they're absolutely like there's this massive pressure on the the kids to to do something greater than what their parents did right i had uh ray lu uh, he's an artist and a teacher mm-hmm. comes from a chinese family and very much so that the pressure was on him and he actually liked the pressure though like he's like oh yeah i get to do something bigger. and that's the thing it's is 
I ended up thriving in the pressure as well. And throughout my entire adult life, my entire adult career, uh, I've thrived under pressure, but it slowly wears you down, right? You yeah. know, you start to realize all of the things that have happened to you are bubbling up. And especially at this age is when, you know, you end up learning so many things about yourself. And, uh, you know, I'm glad in a sense that I was able to experiment with different career paths earlier, um, which is nice. But uh, at the same time, you know, it's, it, it's uh, I think a, a lot of a lot of kids lack the opportunity to be able to express themselves properly and you know um i fear for the generation coming up because there's a lot of you're screwed eric broke um canadians out there that can't afford to send their kids to university (laughs) that's a that's a whole other monster i mean you know the cost of living is insane yeah for sure uh and And calgary's not even bad no no we are no bc that is for sure we're not vancouver we're not Kelowna. we're not any of that and i mean yeah, it's uh, it's it's hard, and I mean, to a certain degree, there's not anything that I know that you know I can do to help the younger generation with that. I've just decided to not have children, <laughs> right? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, yeah. So, what's next for you? What's next for me? Uh, sleep. Yeah. Yeah, probably like a joint or something. Out. No, no. <laughs> uh, what's Some next edibles? for me in life? Yeah, uh, definitely edibles. Always edibles. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you're being <laughs> truthful or not. I'm being absolutely truthful. Everything that you said tonight, I'm like, yeah, she could be true. Grain of salt. Yeah. Grain of salt. You know, you got to keep the mystery going. No, I that is something that I have no issue with saying. Like, I, I, I love my edibles. It's don't, legal now. So. It's totally legal. And like, I've been <laughs> not meaning to, but sort of throwing it in my American friends' faces. Uh, like, of course. Oh, hey guys, you know, I got my CBD bath bomb tonight. You know, Although they just legalized psilocybin in Denver and Oakland. Ooh, Denver de- and Oakland. De- criminalized it okay yeah okay well those are nicer places you know like they haven't done it in alabama yet i'll wait for the day they do it in alabama because it's never gonna happen in florida it's never gonna happen in alabama yeah there's some places well texas it'll probably never people can't even control their own bodies there right like uh, you heard about the abortion ban i'm sure terrible terrible Uh, yeah yeah i don't know what to think about that either side it's it's messy yeah I, i shouldn't have an opinion i'm a dude Exactly. I, mean, I, I can have an opinion, but it, I shouldn't be able to tell someone what they can ah. and can't do. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And I mean, I, that goes for anybody, right? It's right. not just abortions. But anyways, we, we digress into further political issues. That <laughs> yeah. I don't want to go down that no, road. No, no. Joe, yeah. Joe Rogan can, can cover those. Exactly. <laughs> I, uh, I'm glad they legalized it in Canada. I think that there was such a bad stigma for uh, cannabis. Mm-hmm. That uh, we missed out on 50 or 60 years of medical um, studies and uh, movement to, to something better, right? Totally. With PTSD and cancers and tumors and uh, anxiety um, disorders. Mm-hmm. And stuff. There, there's so much that I think that it can do. And maybe they'll prove me wrong. But I think that there's you know missed out on a lot. My entire family's filled with cancer and I've got anxiety and depression and you know, it's it's kind of the one thing that sort of kept me sane, so to say. So yeah, yeah definitely glad it's legal. I hear that from a lot so. of people, especially as a business owner. Why wouldn't you want it to be legal? Because if you get caught, you lose everything. Absolutely. Back in the day. I'm gonna be completely honest right now, I really have to pee. Oh, all right. Okay. Well, let's. Uh, we're going to wrap it up then. So quickly tell everybody where they can get a hold of you. Facebook, uh, so you guys media. can get a hold of me on Facebook, Instagram. Um, 
I'm not going to give you guys my cell phone number. Sorry, not today. Um, Paul did. Paul did. Yeah, he gave um, out his cell phone no, number. No, I'm not going to give out my cell phone <laughs> number. But I'm on Facebook, Instagram at Ladybug Reptiles, spelled L-E-I-D-Y-B-U-G Reptiles. Right. We'll post it all in the uh, description. You're the bee's knees. Uh, when we put it out. So thank you so much for coming thank and sharing with me. us and drinking some wine yep. and being so funny and so fun to be Likewise. around. Everybody, thank you so much for uh, liking and sharing and listening and everything that you guys do. We appreciate the hell out of you. And let's go to the outro. (laughs) Hey, everyone. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing. This podcast is over.